This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We had some questions about house arrest, and uh, Steve had pulled up this uh, this link uh, to, and, and I'll give a, a plug to the website. It's uh, Marnie Joe Snyder, criminal defense trial attorney. Oh. Sounds legit to me. They handle all of Gritty's legal work. Mm-hmm. And it says five things to know about house arrest in Pennsylvania, because we did have some house arrest we, questions. We do have a lot of questions, because it, yeah. to, I think ever since the notion of house arrest came up, it always seemed like... Well, that's a, I could think I could do that. Yeah. I'm okay, depending yeah. on how long, yeah. you know. Because yeah. we always try to, you always try to think, and that's the whole purpose of jail. It's supposed to serve as a deterrent. Yeah. Gee, I don't think I'd like to do that. Right. Listen, if house arrest, I'm sure, is a thousand times better than prison, but I would go nuts if I was stuck in my house. You would, but if you think about being stuck totally. in a jail. Yes. Depends uh, on the better. house, too. Well. Yeah. Depends on if you're in Cosby's house or you're in a mobile home. Well, that's true, but I still think the mobile home would be better than uh Yes, than it would prison. be. What if you can drive your house? <laughs> Are you allowed out of your house? Simply like, because of it. Listen, it would be yeah. other people. That's yes, yes, yeah, true. Other, other people in jail would be the big deterrent to going to jail for me. Many times can be unpleasant. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you were to have, uh, and if, if those who have experienced house arrest, feel free to get in touch with us. Here are the some basic things, five things that you need to know about house arrest in Pennsylvania. Uh, so according to this website, it says house arrest can be granted instead of bail or as an alternative to serving in jail sentence. Well, we know that, right? Uh, I can use an alternative punishment to jail. The judge finds a compelling reason that a defendant should be in the community, but the crime or prior record is too severe for probation and more supervision is needed, then the judge can order that the jail sentence is served on house arrest or electronic monitoring. Because sometimes you remember, <clears throat> you're allowed to go to work. I mean, you can, you can, if you're under electronic monitoring, they, they just make sure that you go from your front door to your job, back to your front door. If you're under house arrest, and I, I, that may not be in this list here, Preston, but you're not, are you always under monitored, an electronic monitor? Yeah. Or is it, yeah, you sim- or is, yep. Is well, that I don't know. always the case? Yeah, I don't know I if it's yeah. always the or case is it or not. sort of the pinky swear? No, 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 no it's no, always it's, the case. Yeah, and I think it actually, right, it'll actually beep if you are, like, out too long or something. If you're out too well, long. Well, hang on. It says here the judge can order that the jail sentence is served on house arrest or electronic monitoring. So there may be. Oh, so there might be something where you don't, where you, you I don't just know, have to. Well, like, like, like a long leash you can run up and down on a, like, like when you put your dog out the back. You can dig. Yeah. This is what I think. those goofy bastards. I think electronic monitoring is like a um, like a GPS that they can track you where you are, and a house arrest is you still have you have oh. the anklet, but it it really only detects when you're out of that zone. And right? listen, well, yeah, but Steve's question is: mm-hmm. is every time you're in house arrest, do you have an anklet? Yes. You know this for sure. I, I sure. think so too. Okay. I, I don't know for sure, sure but I, think, I, I don't know for sure. I think I that's don't. the case. I think that's the point of house arrest. No, I know it is. But they might also, like probation, just keep an eye on you. You know what I mean? As opposed to electronic no, I know monitoring. What, yes, I know what you're saying. My, I'm just saying my opinion is yeah. I don't think that's the case. All right. Okay, thank you. Yeah. You don't know 100%. No, recognize Kathy Romano. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there's also like weekend jail that you can do. Yes. Yes. My buddy's yes. wife did that. I didn't know that yeah, was like available. If I, if I may ask, uh-huh. was that, that was a DUI? Or yeah, what was, okay. yeah, it was multiple and, DUIs. And, all right, all right. I had a friend, same thing. And he would go, he went every weekend for like three months. Yeah. But it was that. That or like I think it was like a full week or 
two weeks or something in jail, and he was like, "No, I'll just Ka- do the weekend situation." Kathy, what was the facility like? We we get they're not they're not checking into like um, it was the county co- jail. No, it, yeah, that's the county but, jail. But is it is it a is it a nicer facility? Is it more you know? I mean, uh, no, is there a still, continental breakfast? <laughs> no, it's still no, the it's county more jail. Hol- it's more holding celly than anything else. Is it? Yeah, I well, mean, holding cell. You're in with a whole like a. Yeah, you guys want to talk to a probation please, officer? Please, please, okay, because we're clearly Clear this up. <laughs> we're we're clearly spreading nothing but truths here. <laughs> Hi, Heather, you're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> Hi. Hi. All right. What do you want to know? All right. <laughs> Listen, Help sweetie. Us. Yeah. Even though I was in, I was there live with you guys a couple like a year ago. Oh. Oh, you are. Yeah. And even but though I what? I never told you. I was a PO. Oh, anyway, okay. you didn't have bo. So Heather, uh, okay. So house arrest. Do you automatically, every single time, end up with uh, electronic monitoring? Mm, yes. Okay. Although there is voice monitoring, but that would be for somebody who hasn't committed a violent crime. Okay, like but maybe that's... somebody who did like breach out that. Wait, okay. is that the, is the voice monitoring where they call the phone and you have to answer? Yes. And you have to say a certain line. Yeah. All right. In fact, it says here on this website that uh, house arrest usually requires a landline phone. Uh, it says uh, uh, yeah. many people have replaced their phones with cell phones. Uh, they have to, yes. But it says so being they, being on house well, arrest requires a landline phone because most jurisdictions have computer-generated calls that go out to the defendant at random times of the day to ensure that he or she is actually There we go. So you're not, wear, you're not wearing a monitor. That's the way they monitor your presence no, in well, some cases. Well, they wear monitors. They okay. wear monitors. They're not even released from custody from jail until a home um, inspection has been done. So they have to have the landline set up. The person has to allow them, has to sign paperwork saying they can reside in their house, and they have to pay for the phone service. Right. So they need to get a landline, and then once the landline is installed and they're doing this this schedule with the calls coming in, are they at that, are they then well, are they are they then at that point wearing um, wearing a transponder on their ankle? They're wearing a transponder, and then we have on a certain floor that deals with all house arrests, and then there are all computer systems, and the people just sit at the computer and monitor their movement. All right, like, so I have to tell you, I'm oh. I'm even more confused. What's the purpose of, of calling then on this landline to make sure that if, they are actually well, home? The, wouldn't the monitor that's be transmitting? You, monitor. You, could, you could put it on somebody that's else. That's not electronic monitoring. That's voice It's monitoring. two different things, guys. It's, it's oh, okay. two different. staggeringly right. dumb. So, I, I would just, imagine that they, they may do both as a fail-safe. You may have found Keep them in way. jail. Well, yeah. no, there, there, there may be a way that you're found to... to Without getting detection to move that ankle monitor onto somebody else and you leave and then they, you know what I mean? So they yeah. have it for verification. It's a, right. it's a backup. It's as a fail safe. If you tamper with it, the um, sheriffs come out and arrest you. All it right. sends a signal. Yeah. Right. They know if you even mess with it. All right, Heather, I have a question about um, under house arrest. Are you allowed to leave your home as long as you stay on your property? No. You're, no. So you're not so, allowed on your back deck. You're not allowed on your front right. porch. Wow. There is, when they take you out to the house, they have you walk the house, the perimeter of where you're allowed. Now, do they go out on the porch? Absolutely. But guess what? If the house arrest officer comes to your house and you're sitting on the porch, you're getting locked up. All right. So there is no case in which you're allowed a certain amount of yards, like out out past the porch. For example, if, if someone comes to the house 
or, or and you you you're going out to to talk to a, the UPS man or something, we assume that there's a little bit of a grace distance around the house, right? No, nothing. The second you go no. through that door, you are in violation of yeah. your. She said they walk Correct. they walk the property, so they if they mm-hmm. know you know it's like a, a GPS, they so they'll know the perimeter of the house. I would imagine also this stuff, Steve, it's not unlike, now listen, it's not, not going to shock you, but like the shock collar thing that we use, uh, you know, that you use for dogs, there's there's a, <laughs> there's a an area. Yes. Right, and right. it's not clear, there's a little, you know, there's some room. Give and take. A little give and take to work with. They probably and, find those spaces. Yeah, or if, if you accidentally cross it, I doubt you're going to get so into it immediately. Uh, your, your normal convict can chew through a wall if they need to. If the they way need your to dogs get out. Do. Something along those yeah. lines. Uh, Heather, do you see, do do sometimes people have a choice between house arrest or serving maybe a shorter jail sentence? No. No, okay. No, it's... House arrest is usually somebody who's waiting to go to court. Okay. And oh. it's usually a violent offender. So you're not, you're usually not getting house, though they're talking about house arrest for Cosby, who would be on the other end. The verdict has been uh, rendered, and that is the, 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 the punitive, the, the punishment. So... For someone like him, yeah, okay, yeah, he'll probably get house arrest and serve his time in his home. That, yes. That's your guess. He's going to get house arrest. You believe? Oh, no doubt. Oh, okay, okay, really. All right, we'll see. Interesting. All right, thanks, Heather. We appreciate it. All right. Nice Bye. talking to you. Um, <laughs> She's adorable. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh, several people uh, have a direct story about uh, being on house arrest or someone they know. So I'm going to go to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, Kathy. What do you want to tell us? Uh, well, my son was on house arrest for a DUI, mm-hmm. and there was no ankle monitor. He had a designated phone that he had to answer no matter what time it rang, okay. like in the middle of the night. If he if he sounded like he was intoxicated, then they would show up, but not that that ever happened. But he was allowed to go back and forth to work. All right. He was, allowed, he was allowed out of the house at a certain time, and he had to be back at a certain time. So here's okay. a case where he didn't have to wear any sort of ankle monitor, He no. and, and it was a landline to make sure that it was going directly to his house. He could go to work. And would he, would he make the call before he left for work and make the call when he returned? No, they called they him. They call to you. Make, okay. Yeah, they call you to make okay. sure that you're there where you're supposed to be. And he wasn't allowed out on the patio either. He had to stay in the house. No patio. See, I figured there were no. levels of this. I figured there and were then, levels and, like probation where you right. just got to keep your nose clean. And also, listen, instead of monitoring you 24-7, we're just going to call every now and then. And if you're not there, you're in trouble. What if you put... A convict well, door in the kitchen door, <laughs> so, yes. like so that they can go in and out, like a cat or a dog, <laughs> right, right, right. like a convict door. Right. Yeah. And he had a he had a parole officer that would come and give him a breathalyzer, okay. and you know have a conversation with them, like like periodically. It was unannounced. Is he okay now? Is he is he, is he on the straight oh, no, and narrow? No, he he learned his lesson. All right, good. Kathy, how often did they call? Um, it, it was different. Sometimes they would call twice a day. Sometimes they would call four times a day. It was just they would call at three in the morning. But it was every day. So, Every day. Okay. So what are you doing? <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, I'm so blessed I can't even see the receiver. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think it's probably, Preston, based on the crime, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, O.J. wouldn't have gotten that. I don't think he yeah. would have gotten the voice monitoring. I don't have a, oh, I have a mobile phone. <laughs> uh, let me go to another call, and we have somebody who texted who we got on the line as well. I'm going to go to Courtney. Hi, Courtney. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Courtney? What's up? Yeah. Um, no, I just wanted to weigh in. Yeah, my boyfriend at the time was on house arrest twice. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they just call you. I mean, he wasn't electronically monitored. He didn't have an anklet or anything like that. 
and they just call and you have to say something like the eagle has landed or the sun rises in the east or hey bitches yeah, yeah. hey why hey, what? Or, hey bitches exactly <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but I wonder if they're using. All I did was get out of the shower. <laughs> they're using showism. That would be great. If they, yeah, they oh. use show. Please guess what I get to do? Oh, I love that. That would be great. Yeah. Nice. Two hundred dollars to spray my bushes. <laughs> Courtney, he was able what? To, like mow the lawn and stuff like that. You know. Could, okay, so he had a little bit more latitude. Is he? Is he being good now? I'm sorry. Is he being good now after his two times under house arrest? Oh, no. He has definitely learned his lesson. He's All right. Much better. All right. Okay. All right. I wonder how restrictive you, you you know, because I, I am sort of a homebody, but I think it's I, it's under my own volition. Exactly. If when you're mandated to do it, it becomes a wholly other thing. Yeah. If yeah. somebody tells you you can't leave, you're going to yeah. start to get claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. So my friend's dad was on, uh, it wasn't house arrest. I think it was parole for him, and he had to do the voice recognition. And I remember being at their house. This was, you know, back when we were in high school. I remember being at their house, and the phone would ring, and it would be like, get down, get him. <laughs> And he would come because nobody else could answer the phone. Nobody was allowed to answer that line. Nobody could answer the phone. It had to be him. And it was a landline. It was a landline. So what if he was taking a dump? Listen, I'm telling you, the the few times that I was there, it was like, it was urgent. Get him wherever he is. He needs to answer that phone. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess it is on you then, no matter what. So it can't be a cordless phone. Well, I don't know about it, that. It, they're looking for just for a landline. Yeah. So if they're looking for yeah. a landline, they're looking. It goes directly to that. A cordless phone doesn't have great distance on it, yeah. so you'd still be within the house. Yeah. In fact, you might you might limit your if you just had <laughs> phones around the house a couple of different extensions. You'd yeah. probably do better off. You look a little deflated when you said that. Case was like, hey, you can't have a cordless phone. Well, that's I just so- want to go out on the deck and feed oh, pretzels to the deer. Oh, no, but if yeah. I was, you know, taking a dump and and the phone rings, like, oh man. Yeah. What's I'm more important to you yeah. to go back to go to yeah, go make back, an go into jail mess. cell? No, no, or, I know. Or crap yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. And, you know, but like when you're in the middle of that, and you're like, oh, geez, oh man, I got to pinch it off and yeah. like run, and, and yeah, that's that's that sucks. That's what you got to yeah. do. I'm going to go to Joel who had texted in. Joel is a defense lawyer. Oh, all right, Hi, Joel. Good morning. Morning, guys. How are you? Good, Joel. Do you uh, you want to be open with where you uh, work, or is that uh, would you rather be anonymous about it? I own my own shop, so I don't have a boss to get me in trouble. Oh, there you very go. good. Where do you work? I work out of Westchester, but I work all over southeastern PA. Okay. Houses in Westchester. All right. Uh, are you, and you're a defense lawyer. Do you see a lot of people ending up with uh, house arrest? You know, normally it's for, for more minor stuff. Normally it's going to be like what the PO said and what some of your callers have said. It's going to be somebody with a DUI to be part of their um, part of their punishment. Right. It could be somebody with more minor issues like a retail theft, something like that. It's very rare that you see someone with a violent crime or a serious felony getting that kind of a punishment. So so the extenuating circumstances with Cosby and the fact that it's come up as a possibility is that he's 81 and he's he's not what they would consider a flight risk and or anything of that nature. So do, do you think it's possible? I don't think... I think he's going to get some jail time, but do you think it's possible he'll end up with house arrest? You know, I think it's possible, but I think it's improbable. Okay. I mean, for, the reasons you, for the reasons you said, I, the judge is going to take into account his age, his physical infirmities, um, but at the same time, he's also got to look at what he was convicted of. Yes. And, you know, I, I think I think you're going to see some some pretty big outcry if someone was convicted of those kind of felonies is, is allowed to get house arrest. Right. So. You know, I I, th- I think you're right. Absolutely. So so. And the uh, DA is really pushing for jail time. Obviously. Oh yeah. What's yeah, what's yeah, the, the highest DA is pushing for? for I'm sorry. Re- the, the guy. 
his guidelines are like 22 months to 36 months. Okay. Um, so the max is 10 years on each count, but the guidelines are 22 to 36 months. Now, they can depart 12 months <laughs> over or under that based on the guidelines. So you, I, I'm guessing he's going to be somewhere from a year to two if he gets jail time. Hey. Um, but. Joel, do you think that it, that a, that a judge might might consider uh, one's uh, uh, w- what their living atmosphere is like, their luxury, their amenities, and so forth, and 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 if it were kind of on the fence, maybe go, you know what, that's too nice, and we need to we need to make sure that drop you it down understand. to a forty inch set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if a judge considered it. I don't know that the judge would come out and say that at the right. time. Of, of course, sure, sure. So yeah. what what's the highest? Well, yeah, le- sure. What's the highest level of of severity you think for a crime that, besides Cosby's case? Where where where? What's the cutoff on house arrest? You know, I've never seen house arrest go for somebody, you know, with a felony. Okay, sure. Oh, um, but then again, I mean, sometimes you see people with felonies that are first time offenders on a nonviolent crime that get probation, so yeah. they're not even house arrest. So, oh, all right. I mean, it's tough. It's tough to give the broad statement that it would be this for this or that for that. All right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, everybody's watching, so yes, we'll Cosby's sort of high profile. Uh, Joel, thank you so much. Uh, do you want to give the name Thanks, of your guys. your practice if somebody needs a good uh, defense lawyer? Absolutely. Uh, I run the Ben Laugh Law Group with my partner. All right. All right, excellent. Thanks, Joel. We appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. All right, take care. Take care. Want to go to somebody who's on house restaurant? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me go to. We have a number of them actually. I hope they have Cole waiting. I'm going to go to Alex. <laughs> Hi, Alex. You're on the air. Hi, how you doing? Good. So, Alex, uh, you're you're currently under house arrest. Yes. For how how long is your sentence? Uh, I'm I'm on parole, and I was out past my curfew, and uh, I got caught, and I wound up getting on it, the GPS monitoring bracelet. Okay. So, so therefore every so therefore every day when I uh I have to call in for my curfew. All right, and then if like the other lady was saying, they call to make sure I'm there. Mm-hmm. You know, or they could stop out at any time. Sometimes they come out. And you, were, you were in for having a potty mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and then so I got that off. Right. I was doing all right. And then uh, one weekend I had a couple beers and of course my officer came out oh. and uh, gave me a breathalyzer. So now I'm actually on an alcohol bracelet and various times a day it it tests my skin sweat for yeah. alcohol. Yep. I've heard, I met a guy who had one of those on one time. Tracy yeah. Morgan had one for a while. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Crazy, crazy story. Last weekend, I'm using disinfectant, and this thing skyrocketed to 0.25. <laughs> and they're not going to believe What did it taste like? <laughs> Alex, I don't believe you, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know? Was it really disinfectant? Honestly, yeah. What are you disinfecting? Uh, my nephew was coming over. He's a newborn, and my son was a little sick, so you know what I mean? Like Just like, like hand sanitizer? No, like a uh, spray disinfectant. Like a Lysol like spray? I, I, yeah, exactly. I was wiping a few things down, All right. you know what I mean? Do me a favor. We can't see. Hold up your right hand. <laughs> I hereby swear I was using disinfectant Listen, and wasn't. I, I would be like one of those, uh, like an Olympic athlete who was like, I can't, don't, don't bring, don't even bring that yes, in the room. Don't, no. That, that's, that's on the here. testing list. Get that out of here. Right. I can't be anywhere near it. I mean, I, but then again, maybe you don't think of, of disinfectant having that. Uh, Alex, were you able to go to work while you had yeah, this on? I'm at work right now. Okay. And he, so, he works at a cleaning supply company. <laughs> so, so yeah, you right. don't have the GPS <laughs> monitoring device on, you just have the alcohol testing device. I got the GPS off. Now they put me on the alcohol monitoring. All right. I'm allowed to use 
Axe Body Spray, they tell you. Yeah. Well, Axe Body Spray is just terrible anyway. So <laughs> there, there are a lot of guys doing hard time for Axe Body Spray. That's just aesthetic. Yeah, that and there's a whole trick car wing at Greaterford. So, Alex, how how careful are you being right now, man? I, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I make sure, like, actually, I got to clean some tile today mm-hmm. on, like, that has grout and stuff on it. And I was actually just making sure the, out, the uh, cleaner didn't have alcohol in it okay. while I was waiting for you guys to answer. So, how, how much how long are you going to be monitored, sir? Yeah. Uh, another 30 days. Okay. So, so you have to do all your cleaning with O'Doul's. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually people who try to put stuff between it, like pieces of bologna and stuff like that. And the like, old bologna. Wait, between, between what? Between the between the cleanser and your the skin. Monitor. No, it, the monitor. Right. Oh, exactly. right. But yeah. it, it'll, it'll, monitor in your skin. Right, yeah. because it would sense it as skin, right? Mm. Yes. Bologna. bologna. But that's Boy. crazy. And but it, like I said, it, it tests for heat and everything now. Okay, uh, okay. so it, well, there you go. Now well, you, you got to put it in the microwave first. <laughs> heat, heat up your bologna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, your skin is two hundred degrees. Wow. <laughs> um, and right, apparently, Alex, you have pickle. You have olives in your skin. Alex, straighten up, man. All right, you being good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm being good. All right. I'm this anyway. All, All right, right, man. We'll so talk to you later. Now. All right. Yes, be good. Be wise. Thanks for the call. We'll see bologna you later. forever. Yeah. <laughs> you believe him? 101 uses for bologna. I, be- I, I think I his heart's know, probably in the right place. Listen, Nick, we- we're sending him over to your house to uh, do some cleaning. <laughs> Listen, yeah. there was a guy that we had in here a while back who, who was an ex-con, and, and he started to tell Casey and I his story, and it was just like, one thing after another, man, it was them, and they were. I was just trying to do this and that, and Case and I weren't believing them at all. Mm-hmm. This, it was because it was it was a series of in the wrong place at the wrong time, but it happened again and again and again. And, and we're, Casey and I were talking like, dude, you're just, <laughs> you're either you're really not trying or you're the one that's yeah. getting in trouble. So right? I, was, I was talking to a guy who, who's been employing ex-cons, and, and the guys who talk to him, President, are yeah. not that way. They It was me. I did it. Yeah, I made the mistake. I, I and and it, and but and then they also turn out to be exemplary workers because they're they're happy for the second chance and the opportunity. Sure. And we met people like that too. Yes, yeah. And but uh, but uh, you know I understand if uh, listen you got to take ownership. Things but things can go wrong yeah. and you can end up being wrongfully prosecuted. Yes. That can happen. But if it happens again and again and again. You need to turn things around and look at right. where the problem may may really get a be. better quality baloney, <laughs> <laughs> thicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Oscar yeah. Mayer, yeah. please. Yeah. Can you sliced thicker, please? Can you imagine being a PO and having to deal with these oh, stories every no. day and like just and, and half the people lying or a third of the people, whatever or, the or percentage pe- is, and then people who really want to to, to turn things around and need your assistance. I have trouble being a parent and right. hearing stuff from my kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. And imagine being in charge of, you know, no. of, of the fate of full-grown adults and trying to decipher exactly whether they did it or not. I don't know. It's too much. Anyway, um, interesting. All right. Well, thank you for your calls, guys. We appreciate it. Um, we got to take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. We got uh, the B-Pal on the way next. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Can you believe football is back? This Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Interact me, swoop in and win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2022 Eagle season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket. 
market of the Philadelphia Eagles and MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I don't mind drinking water, but I came across this. I don't, I don't gain any real pleasure out of drinking. Like the flavor, I don't go, ooh. See, man, that's tasty. I do. You do. I will drink it sometimes. I'm like, like my first sip of water when I uh, wake up in the morning or if I get in the car, like if I, you know, after I brush my teeth and I, you know, take a sip or I get in the car, I'm driving to work and I drink it. I get that like, oh, so good. I love water. Wow. I know where we're, <laughs> yeah. we're going here, but, but uh, to that point. I have developed that, Kathy. I now, for years and years and years, I uh, water, no way. I, I, it's boring, blah, blah, blah. Now I drink tons of it. In fact, a few years ago when I passed out on air, the whole, remember that whole incident? Yeah, of course. Uh, we took me to the Lankanau, and the, the doctor there said, you're drinking too much water. Yeah. I was actually drinking, and I, and I continue to drink, you know, a couple of liters a day of water because I, I just, now I do look forward to the taste. Oh. And I can tell between tap and... Um, you know, and uh, bottled bottle. water. But I think all the bottles are pretty much the same. Just clean water, you know. I uh, No, I see it as pretty much functional. It's yeah. not like I, okay. I, was tell, I was telling Nick not that long ago, when you take that first sip of beer, oh, God, that's good. <laughs> God, oh, my that's God, does that taste good? Hey, crack open a Poland spring. <laughs> I sit there and smell it first. Ah, mm. uh, uh, here we go. Listen, um, I, I didn't say that I didn't get that as well. I just also get it with water. You literally said you got aroused beyond all comprehension. <laughs> yeah. No, but like when opens. you're really thirsty, that first drink of water is amazing. Yeah. And, okay. and for me, it's room temperature. I'll, yeah. go, I'll go with you at that. Yeah. But in general, I find water just to be fairly functional. There are a group of people, I saw this article, and it's titled Hydro Haters, people <laughs> who refuse to drink water no matter what. There are people that... Not only do they just see it as kind of bland and tasteless, they don't like the taste of it. It tastes bad to wow. them. And I've, I was not familiar with this subset it, of people. It, it, yes, and it's it's fascinating. Now, we know about people who are allergic to water, who, who get a little bit on. We have one yeah, of our, we met somebody. Yeah, who, who came into the studio. But to not like the taste, and when your body is, what, 75%, 70% water, you're composed of mostly water, and you can't take it into your system. Yeah, I don't understand that. You know, like, it is, even though I get that feeling like, oh, I love that, it is, it's just to me, it's just water. Like, what How? What do you hate about it? Well, here you go. So I'll give you some examples. Please. And these are, these are like, uh, so, Odell Beckham Jr., the New York Giants. Yes. Really? Wide receiver. Hates water so much that he'll fight through painful cramps rather than hydrate. That, well, that's, what? that's actually, a, yes. In fact, if you don't if you don't hydrate, you will get yes. painful cramps. And I, I find that I hear, like, my bone, like, my joints clicking. So he, he tells reporters, when you get that stomach, it's all slushy. He said, I'm trying to stay hydrated, but sometimes I just got to go get an IV. Oh, oh my wow. God. Does he not do that okay. rather than then drink, drink water? water. What about Gatorade? I mean, does he... Let me go on. Okay. Lori, no, if it's got flavor, he's fine. He's fine. Okay. It's I'm just, just talking about water. Regular yeah. water. Just water. Lori Cheek, however, hasn't beat. She's landed in the ER three times <gasps> due to severe dehydration. She simply refuses to touch Water. She's been uh, carted off in an ambulance after fainting at the gym. Dear God. After suffering a panic attack after experiencing extreme exhaustion from a minor cold. But she says she still won't fall for, quote, Big Waters scare tactics. <laughs> big Waters yeah, yeah. scare tactics. I didn't even realize there were Big uh, Waters scare tactics. My mom thinks that water is the cure-all. Like, if you, you have a headache, you have a sinus infection, you got a broken ankle. Do, 
did you, how much water did you have today? Yeah. Okay. That's what I'll get from her. You All know right. you're going to get anal cancer. <laughs> you know what Farrah Fawcett didn't do? Just drink water. a lot of water. And she was, it was just, and that's what happened. <laughs> so um, when I had my, uh, my surgery years ago, right it's right there. <laughs> Uh, that one of the things in, in preparation, they tell you to up your water quotient. To, yeah. Yeah, and it is it is good for you. Yeah, with the headaches, though, I, I do believe in that because uh, I think the first sign of uh, you know, dehydration, dehydration is, is, a headache, is a headache. So so I will slam some water first before I you know go to anything Use else. original or powdered? I, I like powdered water. Uh, she said, even if there are absolutely no other options besides water, I usually just opt to not drink anything. Uh, people simply, these people simply don't drink water. Most hate the taste. Some grew up on juice and soda. Others depend on flavor enhancers for every glass that they're forced to, uh, to down. Yet more have coffee with their workouts. A few have wine. Coffee. And, wow. Instead of water. Oh, so Preston, for, wow. for years, rather than drink water, I would drink very, like, a uh, diet iced tea. Uh, you know, I'd drink, like, Arizona iced tea. Uh, and that was my thing. I would never drink just straight water. And that is completely... The other way now. Opposite, uh, water yeah. is 90% of what I drink. I see people at the gym sometimes with a cup of coffee. You how, know, do like you, a, how do you not I, scold yourself? But to me, I don't. I don't understand. Like, that's not refreshing. After you're a workout or during a workout, you need water. I think a, a, a good workout <laughs> drink is soup, right, Kristen? <laughs> yeah. Like a split pea a soup. Stew or something a stew like or that. something. Yeah. Like, you see people going to the gym with their crock pots. Yeah. <laughs> so, it just it, it really enhances the workout. So really... this so this gal I was quoting, Lori Cheek, she's the creator of a dating app called Cheeked, by the way. So these are all, you know, people who are successful and so forth. But anyhow, uh, she said, I can only drink it when I'm about to seriously dehydrate. I can't describe the taste, but I dislike it so much that when I know I should be drinking it, I have to force myself Jeez. or convince myself I need it. If I do drink it, I almost have to shoot it so that it don't taste it. I like to just... It doesn't taste like anything. Like, I just try to get it over with. She said, I put all sorts of stuff in it to make myself drink it, like Emergency, Crystal Light, and other flavored hydration Vodka. tablets, because I can barely force myself to drink wow. it plain. That's just... That's crazy. That's well, insane. I heard that. But to say that it doesn't have a flavor is incorrect. Um, it does have a flavor. It's... I don't... Is it? Yeah, yes. It, I mean, well, you can tell the difference between waters, you say, so clearly there's a flavor, Kathy. I guess, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I, you not can, enough could you that... tell? Could you tell tap water from bottled water? I think I could, yeah. When's the last time you drank tap water? Oh, I have Do to, you? I can't remember. My dad was over the other day, and he got water out of my faucet, and he was like, your tap water is disgusting. And Get like, out of here, old man. No, I was like, well, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever had a drink from the tap. Well, I did. I, yesterday, I, I did. Okay. I, I, impressed him because I, I just ran out, and I just... I was, Coughing, you know, I, I, I the wonderful occurrence when you start to choke on your own spit. Mm-hmm. Got, yeah, it was already in your body to begin with, but now you're choking on it. So just immediately grabbed a glass and took it out of the tap. But I could tell instantly that you know there was a difference in the tap water taste. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind like a water fountain. Would you ever drink from that? Oh my god! No, so it's like having you sex with strangers. Seriously, that it's is hilarious. like sex with a lot of men. At that's the same like having time. sex with multiple men at once. <laughs> that's what that's what bottled water has turned the 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 faucet and yeah. and the, uh, the the fountain into. Ew, gross! Well, and you know, it's, and wait, it's wait, wait, just fine. Will your it's totally fine. Does it's your fine. Do your cats drink tap water? 
Oh, yeah, my cats okay. don't have water My yet. cats right. have fountains. On, uh, literally, we have cat fountains on every every floor. Yeah, we have we have a fountain, too, but you use tap water to fill up, fill it up, right? Yeah. No, you don't, you don't, it's only Evian or nothing. You don't get the Culligan Man to, to fill that up for you. I mean, most of the water that they, you they drink. They drink out of the toilet press, and I'm not really going to spend premium. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I think if, if we took a bottle of Evian and, and used a tap from our, our garden hose and, and gave it to Kathy, she probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference. Oh, um, no, I, we did this before. I know. Did we? Uh-huh. Yes, I was um, able to. I tell between if, different bottles of water. However, I do think that you'd be able to tell uh, if it was completely filtered water uh, or purified water from, like, CVS. Like, sometimes you have to get that for babies. Like, or, still, so, yes, yeah. I, I use it all the time because when I do my uh, Neil Med. For the Neil Med, exactly. Right, right. And, have you ever drank that, Steve? Yes. And that it, tastes it, It's like, it's, it's what it is is wet air. Yes. yes. <laughs> By the way, speaking of uh, knowing the, the, the difference in tastes in, in waters, I think... Where I get my nails done, Kathy. Yeah. They have a little water um, cooler. Water cooler. That, thank you, Preston. <laughs> I think. Hey, listen. Sometimes. Well, he's been to England. I have been to England, and, and I, I'm not used to speaking the language anymore right. here in America. Water cooler is what you're thinking of. I think, Kathy, that they fill their water cooler with tap water and then just put it in. Oh, the, I'm sure they do. Yeah. It's where at my my nail salon. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name of it because I'm saying something bad about them. <laughs> But, like, dude, come on. Just buy the regular water. and, and uh, Would you go there for water or you go there for your nails? Well, I'd go there for my nails, but it, it's there. But they what's, offer why it. do you suspect that they're because filling it with tap water? It tastes a little weird. It tastes, it okay. Have you ever taste. ordered, like, a, like a steak while you were there? Because <laughs> you're not there for a steak. You're no. there for your nails. Hang on. Well, it's it's Our- false advertising. Here, here's some texts coming. I want to go to calls uh, from people who hate Water. I mean, not just don't prefer to drink it, but you hate it. Haters. Here's one. Uh, here's a text says, I do not drink water. I hate it. It's dry to me. It doesn't quench my thirst at all, and it tastes awful. <laughs> That's from Jackie B. in South Philly. Uh, I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, Brian? I'm all right. I just wanted to uh, add into the discussion. Uh, I <laughs> never drink water, and uh, in fact, I don't even give tap water to my dog. I Sorry, I give her bottled water, and uh, the only things I ever drink are Mountain Dew and Wawa IC. Oh okay, God, so so it, for for years, huh, how, let's just say for the past ten years, you have never taken a bottle of water or a glass of water and had a drink of it. That's right. Wow. Mm. Wow. I don't even know how you could avoid you that in, at some point. Are you in decent shape, Brian? Uh, no, I'm not in very good shape at all, and neither are my teeth, for that matter. Okay, oh, wow. well, they're, they're, that's the downside. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that might be part of it. Well, why do you give your dog bottled water? Because I don't trust the uh, the tap water. I, I always thought that it tasted horrible, uh, more bad than bottled water. And I and besides, the industry is run by cats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could look into like a Brita filtered, uh, you know, pitcher for. I mean, just to save some money. Those for- Brita filters are actually really good, and there's another company that's actually even a little bit better. Or a lot of people do the thing, and I'm actually thinking of uh, of looking into it, where you have it just built into your. Your system. Well, I have a filter that goes into my my refrigerator. Um, yeah, and, and I, you know what the, the problem is, is that every time when the filter starts to wear out, you yeah. never. Replace I have it. no idea how to replace it. <laughs> goddamn thing. I do. I can help you out. Please. I, can, uh, I totally figured it out because I went and bought a new filter, and then I open up my fridge. I'm like. I don't know where the F this thing goes. I mean, I was looking up and down. I'm like yeah. taking drawers out. I'm like, where does this thing go? And I finally. All right. Well, I, I may call upon your expertise. It's not that bad. My kids don't like to drink water that's not like freezing cold. Uh, that me, I, I'm I like, can't if, do. if it's wet, 
That's all I care about. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't care about the temperature. I like it either or, but I prefer cold. My mom said, she just texted me, she said, not drinking water is pure stupidity. Oh. <laughs> there you go. How does she feel about this? Uh, hey, here's uh, here's some more. Let me read some more uh, quotes and I'll go to some phone calls. Uh, this is from um, a guy named Chris Riley, owner of the food blog called The Daring Kitchen, says, I'd rather quench my thirst with castor oil than have to take a sip of water. I remember really not liking it from about six or seven and tended to drink a lot of milk as a kid and now I'm in my 30s and it makes me feel sick to the stomach when I see people constantly hydrating with big huge bottles of mountain fresh spring water. For me, it's the taste or lack thereof that I find so unappealing, especially if it's straight out of the tap. It has a very metallic and almost moldy taste to it. He's he's not drinking the right water then. Although so, uh, although it's not so bad with bottled water, it's enough to put me off. I've kept myself alive by adding Robinson's fruit shoot to nearly every drop of liquid I've consumed. Plus, I drink quite a bit of milk every day. If I'm on a long car journey, I bring a large bottle of diet soda, so I'd say I'd keep hydrated regardless. Besides... I'd rather be uh, a bit thirsty than drink water. Or basically, I'd rather be a bit thirsty. Here's a person named Alex uh, Schmiggy. Schmiggy. <laughs> Let's uh, get the Schmiggy take Schmiggy. on this. Schmiggy like to drink water. It says, uh, I hate Doesn't drinking like I hate drinking plain water. It the, the taste is different everywhere you go, and it feels slimy going down my throat. Water doesn't feel slimy. So it is slimy. It does. And so I found lots of ways to get around having to do so. I brew tea and chill it to make an icy brewed beverage. In the summer, I brew my tea outdoors under the sun. It's easy. It tastes better sun tea. than plain water. So there, or I use none or emergency. A lot of people put uh, little cucumber slices in it mm-hmm. and do those little things. Yeah. I wonder if people who are... But that's still... You're still getting a lot of the water taste in that. I wonder yeah. if that is still something they wouldn't engage in. I don't normally care... Uh, like, I'll drink tap water, no problem. I yeah. don't like the tap water down the shore for some reason. I don't know. But there are people that love that. I have a friend really? who bottles it up and brings it home with him at the end really? of the summer. Wow. Like a bootlegger? Yeah, he loves shore water. <laughs> that's another question. People in certain areas where they actually take the bottle of the water out of the tap, bottle it up, and take it home with them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, you jug full, Ma. It's probably levels of chlorine and fluorine, right, that uh, change the taste. And there's <laughs> also... In, in New York, actually, when growing up, Long Island always had, though we had a high degree of, uh, of uh, cancers and stuff like that, the water was always considered some of the best tasting water in the country. Okay. Uh, it also has to do with the... Um, there's hard water, so yes. there's actually uh, particles in there that right. can be... Um, like limestone. Know, yeah, stuff, exactly. Yeah. That that can influence the flavor. In my old house, uh, when I used to live in Phoenixville, we had well water. And when we moved there, I was nervous about that. I thought that, uh, that's exactly what, Casey, the face you made. I was yeah. like, oh, man, well water? But we had this filtration system that we put in. It was the best tasting water I've ever had. And I actually miss that because I'm on public water now. Uh, I'm going to go to Steve, who has a story of this. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. How are we doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So I have a coworker who's about 70 years old, and he's in good health. He walks 12 miles a day and has never had a glass of water in the past 40 years. Wow. 40 years. 40 years. He's never had a glass of water. Now, what? so he could be getting his water in other, and obviously he is, but what, what is his go-to drink? Has he ever revealed that to you? Oh, yeah. We talk. He's a, I'm a teacher, and he's, he's an aide in our school. So, I mean, he'll even walk like three miles a day during the school day, like on his prep periods. And... um he drinks diet soda exclusively. Okay. All right. Well, said you get... at any given point, he's got 12, 12 packs and 22 liters of diet soda in his garage. Wow. I got to imagine. 22 that, liters. That, it can't be good. 
But it, yeah, I mean, no, no. you're well, getting you, you, is, you get hydrated from that yeah. stuff. There's water. There's in water in it. Yeah, all of that. But it comes along with a bunch of other stuff. Right. Well, like that guy said, who was drinking the Mountain Dew, his he, teeth fell out. Well, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. great, you know, dental hygiene. Yeah, Steve, what were you saying? Uh, is I, I asked him because you know he's of advanced age and uh, you know he seems to be in good health. I always ask him like you know what does your doctor say? And he says his doctor used to try to talk him out of it, but at this point all his you know blood work comes back good, his sugar comes back good. He says you know just keep doing what you're doing. All right, all right, yeah, all right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. We should sell him a quit, Preston. I will go to yeah. Right. Let me go to Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Lindsay? Uh, so I think water is just awful. When I drink it, I feel like there's air bubbles stuck in my throat. Air bubbles in your throat. Right. I understand that. Yeah. So, so do you avoid it at all cost and only drink it when you absolutely have to? Yeah. I mean, I think my body has basically gotten used to being chronically dehydrated. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really just, I never drink it. Lindsay, what do you drink? Um... Depends. I mean, you know, maybe iced tea, maybe juice, maybe nothing at all. It's like it just anything to avoid water, pretty much. Would you? Would you do any 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 powder drinks? How about water? Like uh, like yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Stop. That's how people talk in this city. Gabby. People say water around. Hang here. on a second. She's talking. Go ahead, Lindsay. Uh, I mean, I'll drink like Crystal Light and stuff. And yes, I say water. I'm from <laughs> You're allowed. Uh, okay, so you'll add those you'll add those little flavor enhancers to water if you have to drink it. Right. So All I right. know I'm technically drinking water, but if it's plain by itself, <laughs> it's really hard for me to get down. I okay. hear you. Wow. Okay. Thanks. I do hear that. The, the, so for me, actually, the the drinking of the water will eliminate the bubbles in my throat. Yeah. It, yeah. You would think it. Yeah. Me too. But I some people, you know, uh, have a different water. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to Jason, who services and conditions. Water for a living. Uh-huh. <laughs> now we get to the bottom of it. Hi, Jason. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. So I work for a company. We install water conditioners. And the three things that affect the taste of water is the hardness, the acidity, the pH of the water, and the iron amount that's in your water. Ah. So, 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 Jason, when you install like a, 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 a water um, uh, conditioner system for a house... The tap water would would it be equivalent to like a like Dasani or like a bottled water? It could be, yeah. I mean, we can. What we do is we take a raw water sample, um, mostly for well water, but also for city water. Yeah. And based upon what we find in the water, determines what kind of conditioning we would install to remove any impurities or lower the pH or even increase the pH more commonly. Hmm. Jason, what the, can when, you say? What company you work for? Yeah, Ed Powell Pumping Well. Okay, yeah, the company that I hired for the house, they they would bring they brought out like a, a filtration system that was second to none, and it was uh, not the same one that you work for, but it was really impressive. And they had like charcoal filters, and then sometimes they'll have to yep. use like um, uh, uh, solar radiation almost or something like that to to kill any uh, UV. UV, thank you. Yeah, to kill any yeah. biologic, right? Yeah, an ultraviolet light system is installed and neutralizes any bacteria that's in the water system. Right. Do they have laser guns. Um, yeah, <laughs> not quite. More like a lightsaber. More like a lightsaber. Well, that is cool. What does what an average system run like that for a house? Uh, between three and four thousand dollars, depending on all that you need. All right. Okay. Interesting. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, we have a we have a purified water system in our house. It's an extra little um, faucet, 
It's this little skinny thing. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that? yeah oh, like, like a dentist's yeah. office. Yeah, like yeah. the little thing. So that's where our we use that for cooking or, or drinking. Does it ever affect the pressure in the house, the water pressure? No. Okay. <laughs> but your toilets explode when you yeah, use Yeah, they will explode. <laughs> you know what, Press? I do remember not really caring for the water flavor uh, when I was in uh, at college. Because and okay. that was not far from what? where you were. Yeah, you go to college to drink water. <laughs> <laughs> we have water parties, yeah. man. <laughs> Woo! I've never heard of people who actually will avoid it at all costs. I know people who don't prefer because right. there's, you know, look, there's not much flavor in it, and so I'm not going to drink it. But there are some people who are like, ugh. Uh, it's actually grosses them out, the idea to drink water. Do you know what happens when, when and, and it's happening right now, actually, talking about water makes me drink water. It's like yeah, when, I'm some, when someone yawns, yeah. Yeah. you yawn as well. I have a friend who doesn't really, I mean, she doesn't hate it, but she doesn't really drink water. And I, when I see her, I can tell when she has not really had, like, I can tell that she's dehydrated. I see it in her face, like the coloring. Huh. And, I'll, and I've asked her, I'm like, I've tested her a few times, and she's like, no, you're right, I should drink some right now. What's the most dehydrated you've ever been? Oh, right. I went to the hospital. <laughs> yeah. You really? Yeah. yeah. Just strict, strictly because of dehydration? Yeah. Well, it wasn't so, related to something else? No, no, no. It was straight up. I, I was dehydrated. Uh, this is probably six years ago or something like that. Okay. Um, so I How had, did you let it get away from you that you were in? I don't know. Yeah. Steve, to tell you the truth, I, what I... Were what, you drinking what, the night before? N- no, I, I wasn't oh. drinking at all at this point in my life. But yeah. uh, what was going on was I had a headache. That wouldn't go away, and that's not normal for me. So, like, I had a head, and so if I usually take some Advil or whatever, it'll go away. And yes. I had this headache that not only wouldn't go away, but is getting worse and worse. And then finally, I just I went over to Lankanol, and I sucked down like two bags of saline. Want to uh, suck your bags? Uh, no, but it, I, but I, my body was so dehydrated, but I didn't know that. I had no wow. idea what was going on. Oof. The most hydrated I remember being was uh, me and a whole big group of friends went on uh, what we call a float trip. It was you know a canoe trip down. <clears> oh, the, you've mentioned oh, this yeah, legendary. Yeah, you were naked. It's an overnight thing, so so we you know we just drank and sat it's, outside. It's a wonder that we didn't die, you know. And we camped out that night, and the next day I woke up. And I was so dehydrated. Like, I'm just like, oh, I need something. I need something. <laughs> and there was nothing. There was no, there was nothing to drink. But I found somebody, we had these coolers and they just had ice in them, uh, melted ice. I was going to drink that, but they, somebody had bought oranges and there were oranges in the cooler oh. and they were ice cold. Oh, oh my God. God. It was amazing. <laughs> I ripped that thing open. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like a vampire. <laughs> I love this already. <laughs> and I was just, they saved my life. Now my mouth is watering. Yeah. yeah. Or just saved my life. Oranges! <laughs> Steve, it's funny that you went to and passed out because you'd been drinking too much water. The, yeah. the, oh, I passed out in the studio because I was dehydrated. Well, I remember back, that. It was yes. in the old studio, and I'd had bad stomach problems the night before and was completely dehydrated. And Casey, like you, I got to Langanaw as well, and they, they put the saline bag and the, the IV right into my arm and yeah. eventually felt better, actually pretty quickly with the IV bag. But, like, that's, for me, it was dehydration that made me pass out. Yeah, but some people absolutely, and I was not familiar, hate the taste of water in any form. Mind. Whether it's uh, whether it's bottled or tap or whatever, well, I can see even hating the taste, but still drink it. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I do it because I know it's it's good for me. But to hate it and to avoid drinking just regular water yeah. at all costs. So we have Propel in my house all the time now because that's like you know my mom lives with us and. She always had Propel, and so now... What is Propel exactly? It's just flavored water. Okay. And uh, I guess maybe it's got some electrolytes in it or whatever, but I almost... 
I don't, you don't, can't really call it water because it has flavor. Don't yeah. call it water, woman. Man, there's this there's this zero calorie stuff that I love. It's Sobe water. Yeah. Yes. And it's disappearing. Like the place where I would get it, it's not there anymore. Try propel. You, you might you might like it. Preston, yeah, that this I've tried water those other ones, and I, I really love this, and they're, now I can't find them. It has zero <laughs> calories. I used to drink it all the time. Zero calories, and and um, you're like. How the hell yeah. does this have zero well, calories? Kathy's mom would say it's going to give you cancer right <laughs> yes. away. Oh, 100%. Actually, I think she's typing right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's actually why I stopped drinking it is because I heard that that was a possibility. That we give you We're cancer? not saying it. That there's this, whatever is being yeah. used, I don't know. And apparently it's endorsed by the devil. No, it's a, it's a fine product. Yeah. But I just chose not to. When we do Jack Frost, uh, the, the day off there, uh, Cardboard Classic, I don't like using their tap water. Even, like, to brush my teeth, I won't. I'll, I'll use bottled water. Yeah, I don't it tastes know. a little funky. Uh, well, A, funky, and then I, 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 it is well water. It's got, it's got, like, a different color to it. Hang on, I'm going to go to a dietitian who's probably having a heart attack over all this stuff. <laughs> no doubt. People that are drinking Poor instead Ray. of water, but I have Amy on the line. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hi, Amy. So what words of wisdom do you have for us? So there's a couple of things, but I do work with, I work with patients who have kidney issues. And one of the big things I always hear is, I hate water. Mm. And the, the misconception that I'm hearing from a lot of callers is that iced tea, diet soda, that is hydrating. It is not hydrating. Coffee is not hydrating. Tea is not hydrating. It's actually dehydrating because it makes you, it makes you pay more. All right. So you have to replace that. You could be causing kidney stones. So there's a lot of things that people aren't considering when they're replacing water with those types of beverages. One thing you can try is putting fruit in your water, um, seltzer water. You can put a slice of lemon in there. You could put raspberries, whatever. I'm with Kathy. I don't understand how people don't like water. Yeah. All right. But so but you'd say, but so for people who are saying simply because there's water in soda, that yeah. it's not serving the purpose of hydrating you. In fact, it's doing the ap- absolute opposite. It's a diuretic, yeah. but how is, how is water mm, but they not would, a diuretic? They would die if that were legitimately the straight-up case, though, yeah. you know? They're getting something out of it, Amy. Yeah. Well, maybe a little bit, but yeah. it, it really it really is. And there there are some studies that show that iced tea alone, if you drink it enough, it can cause kidney stones. All right. So, yeah. yeah, I believe that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay, so thank you, Amy. We just got one of those. Um, I got my bought my wife a Soda Stream for her birthday. Oh, so, so we started drinking the you know carbonated water or something. Yeah, I like it. We used it all the time when we first got it, mm-hmm. and uh, don't use it really that much anymore. All right. So just so you know, uh, always carbonate the water before you put any flavoring in it. Okay. Um, and I did that, and then I, I, used I, it, yeah. I was trying to save time, so I was like, oh, let me just throw the water the uh, flavoring in now, and then carbonate it. Well. That makes everything explode. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Case, you use it a lot. Can you make gravy in those things? You cannot make gravy in those okay. things, but a crock pot is a really great carbonated uh, gravy. gravy stream. <laughs> That's a great idea. Mm. It's not a great that idea. This is great gravy. It's so bubbly. Yeah. My mouth is coming alive from all this. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know gravy why. Gravy stream. I don't know why it it explodes like that. I guess maybe the syrup or whatever you're using. Well, bring yours in. Let's try, let's see that. I want to you know. You want to see it? Sure. I want to okay. see it. All right. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Well, anyhow, we we do have to wrap it up. But I I found it interesting that some people are actually 
uh, repelled by the taste of yes. water, which yeah. was surprising. I was, th- I, I can understand, like you said, Steve, you know, not really wanting to drink water because it's not, you know, but you do it, it. It doesn't give yeah. you much as far as pleasure goes, or for for most people, Kathy actually loves the taste yeah. of it. Um, but uh, I didn't know there were people that absolutely hated it. So thanks anyway. I saw that article. Um, we should take a break. Be back in just a moment. So stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Royal Blood. Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Our next guest is from the area. She is headed to the Olympics, Tokyo 2020 Olympics this summer. Yeah, really, really cool. So give me some music, Casey, please, because... Our next guest, by the way, the seven-time USA BMX national champion. Yeah. Please welcome welcome uh, Peyton Ridenauer yeah. to the show. Yeah. Or should we call you Peanut? Either way. All right. So, <laughs> so Peanut's your nickname? Yeah. Has that been since you were a little kid? Yeah, ever Did... since I was little. My parents gave it to me. Hey, that, that Peanut's a good one. Yes, it is. She was a little, little, little Peanut. I love Peanut. It's a baby. One right, of my favorite you know? cats of all time is named Peanut. You're right. right. Yeah, I love you. So You're that's right. great. Uh, Peyton, it's it's wonderful to meet you. This is this is huge. I mean, it's, so I said a seven-time USA BMX national champion. You're 19 years old. So yes. does that championship only happen once a year? Yes, so by seven-time national champion, we're talking about amateur, so it's not in the professional ranks because I just turned a professional this year. Okay. Well, it's it's it's. Still, listen, it's I was watching and, and catching up on your career, and it's it, it's pretty formidable. But you started when you were five, right? Yes. All right, and and your dad, who's here in the studio. A kind of built like a, a course in the backyard. Was that exclusively for you, or does your dad also do this? So um, I got into BMX because my dad used to race. Okay. And he raced when he was younger, not super competitively, but just for fun. And then he brought me to the track one day when I was five, and I've loved it ever since and just been riding my bike. And we built that course and my backyard together, and we work on it all the time. It's It's cool. It's like a full-time job. It's just... So much work, but it's definitely worth it and a lot of fun. Oh, it's, it's what, wild. What is the what is the BMX community like in this area? Is there just like one spot where everybody goes to to ride, or is there a bigger, uh, you know, community that we're not aware of around here? So BMX is pretty small in this area, actually. Okay. There's a track in Pottstown, which is about 10 minutes from me because I live right in Pottstown, which is nice, but it is a smaller track and not like a full-scale track, right. but it's awesome to have something so close to me. But you'll see a lot of the BMXers are going to be from Texas, Florida, California, a lot on the West Coast. So They've got a lot of space out there. Yeah. Is the one in your backyard, is that, I assume that's a pared-down version, or is that a full course? No, it's it's pared down a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a little smaller, and it's, not, it's um, pretty narrow, too. Not, right typically as wide as a regular BMX track would be. And I also ride a different bike back there just because the surface and the jumps are just a little bit different style than you would find on a regular BMX track. Okay. Uh, By the way, Peyton is wearing a mongoose shirt, which when I was a kid, that was the dream bike. The dream bike was the mongoose. I am happy to see that they are still... Uh, way up there as far as the uh, the bikes go, well, right? Did, did you ever get sponsored by them, Preston? Of course. <laughs> because Peyton has I know. recently been sponsored I by know. them. I know. That's got to be huge. 
Yeah, so they're super big in BMX, and then they weren't for a little while, and they just got back into it a few years ago, and I'm on the factory team, and I love it. Oh, that's cool. So so getting an endorsement like that, you know, is, is obviously huge, and it's, it can be a career changer. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, watching what you do, and uh, and it's amazing to, to watch it, uh, You there, there's... There's a type of thing that you're doing, and I get the question out of the way right now. As you're going over, do they call them bumps? This is much of a neo neophyte that I am with this. Or are they? What do they call the the multitude of bumps that you're going over? Are they just bumps? You can call them jumps. Jumps. But okay. There are going to be different kinds of jumps based on how they're built and how high one section of the jump is and how low the other one is. So there's different terminology, but we'll just go with jumps. All right, when, when when I was a kid, I rode motocross a little bit, and we called them whoopty doos. Whoopty doos. You ever heard of that? I have, but okay. we don't have those. We'll, <laughs> Not we'll call in BMX. that We'll call that a rhythm section when all okay. the jumps are going to be super close together. Yep, and yep. then when they're more spaced out is when you can distinguish them a little bit between whether they're doubles, tabletops, step-ups. Then it yeah, gets well, you're, you're amazing. Oh, so you know like your that. stuff. So you're pretty, you, you did a little this. Bit, yeah. So it sort of predated me. I, I, you know, I was on those large, the, the old bicycles with the large tires at the turn of the century. That's how old I am. Oh, but, the, uh, yeah, penny the penny farthings. Penny farthings. Yeah. But <laughs> what you do, I notice a lot of times going over the bumps, is that um, it seemed to be as if you're only on your back tire a lot of times. Is, is that is, is that the way that's done? Because I was amazed at how much control you keep on the bike and do that and, and roll with that. Yeah, a lot of the time, so we'll call that manualing over the jumps is when it's just our back tire on the ground or we can jump them. And it depends on what kind of jump you're going over to see which way is going to be faster. But rarely you'll see somebody pump over the jumps, which is when you're going to keep both of your tires on the ground. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like all the time, like for the majority of times, you were clearing those jumps with just one tire on the ground, which I thought was, I had no idea that's how you negotiated those. Right, and that's how you're going to make all all of your speed, too, and get backside on it. So that's how you're going to maintain your speed and generate more speed. Wow. What, What part of your body takes the most amount of abuse? Is it your knees? Is it your back? Shoulders? Uh, it's really a full body workout, honestly, yeah. but yeah, a lot of legs, a lot of knees. Um, you'll find in cyclists, their hip flexors are usually pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at how low the seats are. My, my <laughs> kneecaps would shoot off of my body. Well, well you, you don't, don't sit, sit down. I know, but yeah. so you can, so you can bend your knees so deep when you're, when you're butt, when the, when the rear tire's coming up, right? Right. So if our seat's super high, I'll hit it because we do compress so much when we're racing around the track. Well, I mean, and th- so again, and I, I got an appreciation just watching your, so much of your, your, your video, you're pumping so hard because the rotation of the tires is, is so much smaller. I mean, have you ever calculated how many revolutions in a in a race? How many times? How many times you've pumped your legs? I haven't, but races are typically going to be between thirty and forty seconds. Yeah, they're short. But it is super short, but it's exhausting because you oh, yeah. just full on sprint as fast as you can for that amount of time. Yeah, yeah. My my nephew rides uh, BMX and he's got like a, a trophy room. I mean, he's just it's loaded with trophies. He's probably seventeen years old, um, and uh, and I noticed so, so he's from uh, Colombia, uh, South America, and you just you uh, went down and raced in Bogota recently, right? Yeah, I was just there like two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, there, he's in Medellin, or was in Medellin, which is a few hours from from Bogota. But is it, do they have a? Um, is it popular in uh, Colombia? Yeah, it's super popular. So the women who won the last two Olympics 
was Mariana Pajon, and she's a Colombian BMX rider. Wow. So she's super popular down there, probably as popular as the president. Like, if you ask anybody <laughs> on the street if they know who Mariana Pajon is, they know who she is. Wow. So she's definitely legit, and because of her, the BMX scene in Colombia just kind of blew up. All right, so this year you're finally, what, what's the minimum age for the Olympic team? Do you have any idea? 18. 18. So this is the so first you year. You've, you've qualified, boom, you're in. Uh, did you try? Well, then I was going to say, did you try last year? That's stupid. Yes. The Olympics only. Come Why out would she do that? Every few well, years. Did you did you try it for the Olympics last year when before they were canceled? Yeah. So I was going or to postponed. try to go to the Olympics, but unfortunately, all of the events that would qualify us and gain us points towards the Olympics were canceled. So okay. that's yeah, that would pushed. screw it up. Yeah. Did I hear you got some news this morning or something concerning the Olympics? Yeah. Well, I did get a little surprise visit this morning. So. I'm in the USADA testing pool, which is the U.S. anti-doping agency, mm-hmm. and I have to put my whereabouts into this app, and at any moment, wherever I'm at, somebody can just show up and drug test me. Right. So, 6.45 this morning, I got a knock on the door, some lady there to <laughs> test me. <laughs> so what? At your house? Yeah, but okay. this is the first time this has happened because I just got put into the testing pool, and... She came to my house, and I just went, like, I just woke up. So then five minutes before that, I already went to the bathroom, and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I drank, like, four (laughs) glasses of water, and I was like, I need to go on the Preston and Steve show. And she was like, all right, well, then I guess we'll just have to come with you. So we came here. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, she came here with me. Is she here? (laughs) No, we already did the testing. So right right. before, yeah, and got it out of the way. But that was my morning. That's a first for us. Yes, the first guest guest we've ever. Now, there's many a guest we've had where we would have liked to test it for drugs, (laughs) but but they were all for lesser reasons. Yeah, Yeah. nothing performance enhancing. That is wild. But that's. But that means you're That's legit. And, you, and it's weird because people say, oh, do they have to be that pedantic about it? But the truth of the matter is, is that there have been athletes who have gamed the system. You, you look at, you know, Lance Armstrong, who yeah. who fooled, you know, many people for many years. So, But you're a big proponent of, of keeping it out, obviously. That's why you've, you've signed up, right? Yeah, well, it's not a choice. You uh, get tested no matter what. Right. But- no, like definitely clean athlete all the way, and Good. anybody who is doping, it's just cheating. It kind of sucks because yeah. they they're cheating. So. Right. So you graduated in from high school in 2020, uh, but you were already a, a well established champion at that point. What what um what do you what do your peers, your friends, and in, in high schoolers, uh, fellow high schoolers, think about your achievements, or did it really mean much to anybody? Yeah, so I actually was gone a lot of the time. So everyone would be like, oh, well, why is Peyton always gone? And, <laughs> but I tell my teachers, I say, oh, I'm going to be gone for like two weeks. I'm just going to go to Europe real quick, and then I'll be back. <laughs> and they'll just be like, okay. And then the more I told them, they would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I'd say, I'm a professional BMX racer, and no, nobody knows what it is because, again, from this area, it's not very yeah. well known. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to explain to the teachers and everything and my friends, and a lot of them don't get it. So I show them videos and stuff, <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, you just like to ride your bike around. and <laughs> Don't you yeah. love having it <laughs> diminished? Then, oh, oh, you just like to ride your bike around. Yeah, and then yeah. I'll come back, and they'll ask how I did, and I'll be like, I won. And then, you know, little did I know, or did they know that I just won, like, a national championship <laughs> or, like, a world championship. But <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty humble about it where I don't, like, yeah. like to brag when I 
to come back, but well, I went, it'll, it'll I went, keep you checked. Yeah. yeah, I went to college with a guy who was like a national like karate champion, right? So it's he, that type of person flies under the radar, but right. in that world. He is absolutely a name, and he's he was a force to be reckoned with, and it's, the same goes for you. Do you think um, you will ever uh, transition from BMX to any other kind of cycling? Um, what's nice about BMX is that you can transfer to different kinds of cycling from it. So if you come somewhere from road or mountain biking, it's hard to learn BMX or something like that. But the BMX riders has so much skill yeah. and bike control that mm-hmm. we can transition to wherever we want to. Would that work for motorized stuff as well? Or I mean, because I think there's some, there are probably some aspects of it, but it, it, those share a common, you know, genetic makeup. Whereas once you put a powered motor on it, it's going to change the whole game, right? Yeah, that would definitely change the game a lot. Like, I would assume we would have the same, like, kind of control, control over it. But yeah. Again, motocross is something where they usually start really young and they do it all their life and right. they gain all those skills. But sure. I'm thinking um, maybe after BMX I could do some mountain biking because mm-hmm. BMX, like the cutoff is probably about 30 years old. Yeah. But then the mountain bikers get a little bit older. Yeah, because I was wondering about, because I, I, I road cycle and <laughs> I'm not at any level, but what I like about it as opposed to like, let's say running or something like that is I actually get to go see places you know what i mean like i can go out and go and go for 40 miles and what you're doing you're you know you're just going around in a tr- i don't want to say you're just <laughs> you're going around in a track and, right. and so uh but you, if you were to get on a road bike you would be able to go and and see the world you know so to speak yeah that's what i really like about bmx is because i get to travel to so many different places right and i really like competing but another part i really like is just meeting people from all over the world and seeing cool stuff so in preparation for the olympics and what you're 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 you know how how much how much have you been brought into it do you get like uh you know is there a uh classes that you attend for security or anything i mean how how's that all handled we we have no idea yeah, so I just figured out I was going to the Olympics on the last week of May. Like oh, on wow. May 30th, I figured it out. So everybody else on the team already knew they were going for over a year now. So you're playing catch up. Right, yeah. So it's all completely new to me. Yeah. Uh, if you're just tuning in, it's uh, Peyton Ridenauer who's here, and she's from Pottstown. Olympic BMX rider is headed to uh, Tokyo 2020 Summer Olympics. Um, there are, I think I read 27 cyclists for Team USA. Uh, all together? Um, I'm not sure that exact number, but just for the BMX racing discipline, there's two males and three females. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're one of three. Right. For the women. Wow. Who are the other two people? And are do you know them? Yes, I know them. Okay. Um, Elise Willoughby, who's from Minnesota, who is a world champion and an Olympic silver medalist. And then Felicia Stansel, who's from Indiana, who's a, a national champion. Have you ever raced against them? Yes, I have. Okay. Have you beaten them? A few times, but they're really good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> well, you're all on the same team now. So so you're the youngest uh, of the crew? Yes, I think I'm the youngest person in BMX racing for the whole Olympics, like, out of all the countries. That's oh, awesome. Guys, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So, that's so um, cool. When do you leave for the Olympics? What, you know, are you prepared for what that's going to be like when you get to Tokyo? You know, do you stay in the Olympic Village? How does How does all of that work? So I'm going to leave on July 21st, and they want us pretty in and out of there with the COVID protocol. Right, so yeah. I'm only going to be there for about 10 days, maybe. Wow. But when I get there, it's going to be pretty regulated. I think we're going to be staying in the village a lot. There's not going to be going out and kind of, like, seeing stuff, really. So I think it's going to be pretty 
stay in one place and... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the Japan is still taking the protocols really, really seriously, and, and I don't think there's any international people, uh, international people in attendance at any of the events. Only Japanese people, and then uh, I don't know if anybody's going to be able to come to a, a BMX event. Do you know? Uh, only the Japanese spectators will okay. be able to see it, but it'll be at half capacity. So I think they take eight thousand for BMX, so then they, four thousand could could uh, come watch. So okay. you could have a, you could have as many as four thousand, which is something. But listen, it looks like when you are doing what you're doing, you you block out everything and you're in the zone. Is that safe to say? Right. Okay. And BMX isn't a very high spectator sport either, because right. a lot of people don't know about. It, but it is super cool to watch. Yeah. It especially is. if you haven't seen it before. I just got excited. I mean, I, I we've always I've always loved the way it looks and the and the sort of very kinetic nature of it. But just watching in preparation for this interview, your stuff, it's like, oh, I, well, I have to make sure I check that out. Do you happen to know when our time yeah, this will be taking place? That's what I was going to ask, when we can see it. So I'm going to be competing on the 29th and the 30th. It's split up into two different days, but I'm not sure the time. But since BMX doesn't get a lot of viewers, I'm assuming it'll be on at about 3 a.m. <laughs> oh, really? Well, that's actually the time we wake up. So. <laughs> well, Peacock has had really great coverage, so you know maybe uh, yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get things on demand these days. So, Do you get to walk in the opening ceremonies? Do you know about that? No, as far as I know, no. Okay. Well, uh, BMX sucks. has never been there for the what? opening ceremonies. What? Yeah, but BMX has been an Olympic sport only since 2008. Huh. Well, I mean, listen, okay. stuff like this and you and, uh, you know, the, this this sort of uh, excitement about it and locally, it, like we were, t- you know, we were talking about the genesis of, of soccer in the United States and how these sports kind of hang on the, the fringe. But BMX, I mean, it's. You know, it, it seems to me there's there's the excitement for it is building more and more. And then when you have personalities like yourself out there, uh, you know, spreading the message of the sport, it'll it'll get bigger. I mean, because honestly, there's a lot of stuff in the Olympics I think they could they could just get rid of. You know, <laughs> not as exciting as BMX for sure. You know, yeah, curling, curling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I have a question about because uh, a few years ago they started you know including uh, the more what they call X Games type of, of sports and and. Um, uh, when it comes to that type of uh, riding, do you ever flirt with that type of stuff, the trick uh, things? I'm sure you can. I mean, you've been riding a bike competitively for forever. Yeah, I actually haven't really dabbled in that yet. Yeah. But tricks are a little bit different, especially racing. We all like to go as fast as we can and stay super low to the ground. Right. And then tricks, they're getting bigger air and taking limbs off and stuff so <laughs> how, how much air can you can you get how how high up will you because you're you're yeah. bouncing along like a like a lunatic how high up will you hit when you go honestly not super high because we're going like 20 to 30 miles an hour okay yeah 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 absolutely well that's it's it's um, impressive to watch so I think so you've said this many times that the uh <clears throat> the interest level of BMX and, and the viewership is is kind of you know lower than where it should be way lower than it should be have you thought about if you win doing some kind of some kind of moment? You know, I, I don't know what some kind of Olympic moment uh, to put the spotlight on BMX. I haven't thought about that, but like maybe do it no hands, like the whole time. <laughs> you know, I mean that would blow people away, right? Here's what you do. May I suggest something backwards? No. Oh. A Preston and Steve banner. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, 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 yeah. Yeah. Do you get to pick your number? Because uh, I saw on your bike uh, you have, like, a number 252, or uh, is that, like, your permanent number, or do they, they give you the number? So, with the number, I'm in a little bit of a tricky situation because technically you're not able to pick a number until after the Olympics, 
for new riders. Right. So since this is my first year as a professional, technically I don't have a career number, but I did get to choose that 252 number, which was my first racing number I've ever had. And Well, that's so nice. That's the one I got to choose, but... I it's not confirmed that I have it for international stuff and for the Olympics. So honestly, I have no idea what number I'm going to have. Does anybody else have that number? No. Okay. Right, well, that's good. Right. So I was thinking nine three three would be a good number. <laughs> ninety three three. Nick held up. We have a copy of your book, the kids' book that you yeah. wrote, yeah. and that is pretty cool. You did that last year. Yes. Okay, and you were given the idea. Now, apparently, your aunt gave you the idea for the book. Yes. So I wrote a children's alphabet book, A to Z, BMX style, and I. Originally wrote the book like 10 years ago ah. because I got the idea from my Aunt Jennifer, who's also my godmother, because she wrote A to Z hockey style books. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Was she a hockey player? She's a hockey fan. Okay. Big Flyers fan. <laughs> oh, there you go. But I got the idea from her, and then I found it on the computer last year, just yeah. sitting there 10 years later. So a bunch of rewriting because I wrote it when I was like, Nine. Right. So, You've gotten a little sharper since then. Yes. Yeah, basically rewrote the whole thing, and then I decided to make it come to life because COVID, there's nothing going on, and there's nothing like that in the BMX world. Yeah. Because the kids have the pros to look up to, but they don't really have anything else besides the pros to just say, hey, I want to be like that. So if they have something handheld that they can... You might you might just get you might just get some somebody yeah. interested in you know a young kid in in, in the sport like right. the way you were and that's educational also and it doesn't even though it's a BMX racing styled book it can apply to all uh, disciplines of biking. Well, right. that's a, it's a real page turner because uh, E is for elbows, guys. Yeah, we're <laughs> trying to keep those up. Yeah, we keep those up. Yeah, uh, Steve, what do you think F is for? I'm going to say flatulence, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> no. Finish line. Finish line, of course. Uh, never That's why up. I would be a terrible kids book writer. By the way, the artwork is great in this. Uh, did, did you do that through... Uh, who, who did the artwork on this? Uh, my Aunt Jennifer, her illustrator, Andy okay. Lendway, okay. did the same illustrations for my book. It, it reminds me of... Uh, that There was an alphabet type of book that we had when my... Uh, when it was an alphabet book. It was different sports books. It was, uh, it was like the, you know... Um, the, the, it, it was like the, from the football's perspective, oh, okay. from the baseball's like, perspective, uh, getting okay. smacked around. Yeah, yeah, actually. And, uh, and so it looks like that. That's really cute. I like that. And how, how long has this been on sale? Since April. Okay. So yeah. it's, it's, it's so new. I, I started okay. it last year in August when I got all the writing done and then that's when the illustrations started and I made a Kickstarter campaign, which is like a creative Go fund me. Yes, no, it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I can... had a ten thousand dollar goal, and I ended up meeting that goal plus a little bit more to get all the illustrations and the printing done. And wow, yeah. nice. There's That's a link cool. to uh, to the book on Peyton's uh, Instagram page too, which is Peyton Ridenauer. Peyton, you got any siblings? No, I don't. No, you're an only child. Yes, but I do have a Beagle Rocket who's three, there which is go. basically like a sibling. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, your parents did it so good the first time, they said, why even try again? Yeah. Well, no, that's good because they can they can really hyper focus on yeah. her uh, activities. It's and, demanding, and absolutely, yeah. you got to be traveling all over the place and everything. Imagine dragging another sibling you don't even like around. Shut up! Yeah. Shut up! Your sister's doing a wonderful job. You're annoying. Yeah, I definitely been all over the place lately. So to have my dog at home to keep my parents company is great. Do you have a best friend? Not really, no. I, well, I was going to say if somebody like that, that goes with you to, to these events or anything like that. Um, 
a lot of the places I go with my parents will travel together. Yeah. But I do have a few friends that I'll travel with sometimes. I just got back from Rockford, Illinois this past weekend, and I went with my friend from Canada and my two other friends from California. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. not to be presumptuous, but I think at this point I'm kind of sensing that we're your best friends. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when yeah. you win, you have to thank us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome, and the book is great. It's, it's really well done. Uh, so. By the way, with uh, w- when going to the Olympics, Olympics, um, the team, uh, is it, it, BMX is an individual sport, correct? Right. Okay, I wasn't sure if there was a team scoring. I don't know how it works. Uh, so you guys could, we, we could get a, uh, we could get a, uh, um, a gold, silver, and bronze American win, uh, potentially, because there's three women in the Right. Uh, so the for BMX, there's going to be some qualifying races on the 29th, and then that's going to determine who goes to the next round. Okay. And then on the 30th, there will be more qualifying races, and then that'll go into one final. So you have one chance in the final, however you place, one through eighth, that's how you finish up. One final race, and that determines uh, everything. That is it. Wow. Okay. Um, How many people uh, per heat, per uh, per race? There will be eight. Okay. So, yeah, so oh, well, a, you just said that. Yes. I, yeah, I well, listen, this, a, we're new to this world. Yeah. A gate only holds eight people. Okay. That's a cool thing. The whole gate set up at the beginning of the race where it's tilted down. Is that? Have you ever fallen over while waiting? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I know I would. That's, that, that's how I know I would not be good at the sport. <laughs> I would just fall over at the gate. Yeah. yeah can, so, there, can there be a false start or uh, or no? Because the gate blocks your front wheel, right? Right. It'll go off of a cadence, so it'll say "Riders ready, watch the gate," and then beeps will go, and you can either choose to listen to the beeps or you can look at the lights, and it'll go red, yellow, yellow, green. Yeah. And that's how people base their timing off of when to go. How critical? I assume it's with anything. If those, that first nanosecond is critical. So what's what's your? Do you have a special? trick uh or do would you do as i would do in full full, full forward <laughs> it's it's super critical because it's cut off or v cut off so if you don't get out of the gate well someone could just cut you off and it's then, little, then you're in the back you're yeah. jockeying for position as quickly as you can right right yeah okay so besides this uh this young lady from columbia who is your biggest competition mm. Uh, probably the other U.S. girls. Yeah? Yeah, they're really fast, and also the girls from the Netherlands are super fast also. Have they written children's books? <laughs> no, they haven't. Then they're losers. <laughs> no, that's, 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 that's cool. We're very proud of you. I mean, we're just meeting yeah, you. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're wonderful, and, and, and the fact that you, you know, did the kids' book and everything like this, but, I mean, your career is off and running. I mean, and, and you love what you do. You haven't reached – that's the thing you always hate to see, like, with athletes, you know, when they start to say, oh, this is big – Becoming more of a job, but you're you're not there. You're enjoying all of it, correct? Right. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. By the way, can you make a can you make a career out of uh, BMX riding? Can you make enough money to to live exclusively off of that? Yes, you can, but you have to win a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would imagine the endorsements are where the you know the real right. paycheck comes. Yeah, in. yeah. You're going to get a lot of it from sponsorships, but they'll also pay out at the events. But mm-hmm. the payout at the events isn't very good. Right. Right. Yeah. Did we say where you went to high school? I know you're, you're from Pottstown. Yeah. Um, Owen J. Roberts. Owen J. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Did you? Uh, uh, and and um, do you have any plans post Olympics? When you know when you get yeah. back, like what happens afterwards? Like with schooling or or, or, or career, schooling professionally, yeah. riding, whatever. Kids books. So right when I get back from the Olympics, I have to go to the World Championships in the Netherlands. So I'm only going to be home for a few <laughs> weeks, and then I'll head out to there. Wow! But, wow! Wow! How do you deal with jet lag? <laughs> Sleep <laughs> as much yeah, as you know can. If you had a system yeah. or not? Some people like to stay up. 
uh, or some people like to go to sleep right away or, you know. Yeah, I like to try to stay up until the time that I'm supposed to go to bed. Right. So you but, keep yeah. it on a schedule because we, we've talked to, to, to prize fighters and people, you know, UFC fighters who if they travel to a different time zone, stay on the time zone here mm-hmm. so that it doesn't throw off their clock too much. And that's something you would do as well? Yeah, I haven't done it too much yet just because I haven't been on crazy times right. and changes. But when I go to Tokyo, it'll be a pretty That'll be crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, listen, uh, we're like Steve said, we're very proud of you. And we're looking forward to seeing you represent the country at the 2020 uh, Tokyo Olympics. It should be very cool. So we'll be pulling for you. We'll be watching, okay? And hopefully we'll be talking to you with a gold medal. Yeah. And you know what? Next time the P test is on us. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And check out uh, Peyton's book, A to Z BMX Style. We'll post the links on PrestonSteve.com, and you can follow her on Instagram. It's Peyton, uh, Peyton Ridenor, R-I-D-E-N-O-U-R. But we'll post that so you can get it. So uh, nice to meet you, Peanut. Thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. And Absolutely. can I thank a few people real sure. quick? Sure. Yes. All right. I'd like to give a shout-out to Crazy Ronnie and Big Richie from Send Trucking, Jeff Hanna Jr. and Sr., and my amazing parents, and my coach Ariel, and just all my sponsors and my friends and family that are around me. Yeah, that's how you do thank it. You. Let's hear it for Peyton. Right now, we're headed to the Olympics. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Make sure you stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We've had the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival taking place. Yes. And we are happy to have him back in our studio yet again. And he's brought you so many great uh, films in one way, shape, or uh, the other uh, over the years up in the air. Thank you for smoking. Juno, Whiplash, just to name a few. And now, here to talk about the front runner, we have Mr. Jason Reitman. Good to see you again, man. It's good to see you. I just really feel bad for your audience that, you know, they were listening to all these great stories about sex and cruise, and then you're like, let's talk about art film, guys. Uh, well, you know, this way we can say, hey, look, we're well-rounded, and this gives a credibility. Even if we're not well-rounded, we get the illusion of being well-rounded. But... I almost buy it. <laughs> Congratulations on, on this. Uh, there's there's a lot of uh, buzz over the movie, which is called Front Runner. It's the story of Gary Hart's run towards the presidency and the beginning of, of, a, of a, I think, and, and as you rightly point out, and I've, I've read interviews with you about the film, it was sort of a flashpoint for when news became tabloid and, and, and things that used to sort of like, you know, like in the Kennedy years, the press sort of said, 
you know, you got your personal thing, we got it, we'll cover it to some extent, and then, you know, or, or even before, there were some things that just were not, let's focus on the politics, and this is what we're here to talk about. But then it became something wholly other, and I remember, I remember as, you know, the Gary Hart story was unfolding, and, and it, it be it just, now, of course, we have a multitude of news sources, but the, the country was focused. And so, like, in, in one week, a guy who looked like he was it, he was going to be the next president, it just cr- came crashing down. Yeah, I mean, he was the actual front runner for the yeah. presidency. He was, you know, 10 points ahead of George Bush and 25 points ahead of any Democrat. And he was Kennedy-esque. In the, yeah, yeah, handsome, charming, smart, big ideas. I mean, here's a guy who in the mid-'80s was saying, this country's addicted to oil, and yeah. that addiction is going to take us into the Middle East where we're going to encounter Islamic terrorism, and we won't know how to fight it because we have a military that only knows how to bomb. I mean, like, ideas that seem obvious now but were incredibly prescient in the 80s, and he met a woman on a boat named Donna Rice and invited her her to his townhouse in D.C. and He was married at the time. Yes. Uh, Continues to be married. He's been married for 60 years. Right. And three journalists from the Miami Herald followed him to his townhouse and it resulted in this moment that's just incredibly cinematic. He, in the middle of the night, and three journalists are in the back alleyway uh, of his townhouse, and nobody knows what to do because no one's ever been in this position before. And less than a week later, he left politics forever. So, and, and the basic gist of what's going down is, and you, it's, all, it's sort of depicted, and it's even in the in, in the trailer, where, where really this is a thing to you guys, right? Where where yeah. where, where heart can't yeah. cannot no this doesn't this doesn't pertain to to politics, but now more than ever. It's it's uh, it's the case. It, in fact, it's everything. It, it's it's you know, and and so much of it is is in the news. And it, it it's it asks the question, I guess. And correct me if I'm wrong. It's what the idea of the film is. What do we expect of our leaders? What what do we need to know? Right. And what flaws are we willing to what put up with? What flaws are we willing to our, put up with? Leaders? And that's the question that we're kind of all at. Look, I'm like anybody else. I look around today in 2018 and I just go, how the hell did we get here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I heard this story, because I, I was 10 years old when this happened, yeah. I, I I was much more curious about where the Back to the Future trilogy <laughs> was going than American yeah. politics, but when I heard a piece... That uh, was important, Jason. It was like, yeah. over there. And by the way, and, yeah. it, it, it wasn't going up, uh, but uh, <laughs> they were about to get on a train in the 1800s, but... Uh, <laughs> a train that could fly. <laughs> you know, that's not what every kid dreams of. <laughs> yeah, flying train. Flying mass transit. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us the flying DeLorean. I was like, all right, all right, I'm in. I'm in. And then, uh, steam locomotive, great. A flying city bus. I still, every now and again, will think about Back to the Future. Just in my daily, I'm like, oh, man. There's no way that could have happened. Uh, the, you know, and don't we, go, no. And no, we've talked not. about this I on the air. I do not want to go down this hole. It has just it occupied way too much space in my brain, uh, so I'm with you on that. Get back to the right. Gary Hart thing. Because <laughs> he has def- definitive opinions. Uh, uh, and he may, he may very well about Gary Hart as and well. And I still love the franchise. Yeah. I really do, but I, I have questions. We can, we can deep dive another time <laughs> on, on yes. Back to the Future. Yes. I have opinions as well. All right. Uh, but... Uh, when I heard the story, I just thought, oh, here is a thread that leads us to 2018. When we try to imagine, all right, when does this moment start? When does tabloid journalism drive into the lane of political journalism? Uh, here you have the story that is this kind of great pH test uh, that reflects both sides of the audience. But it's yeah. but and I, I was reading and I, I think this is a, a great choice. And correct me if I'm wrong. You 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 sort of the, the creative team, you and the, and the writers uh, and, and, and you as well as the writer uh, use the candidate. 
as sort of a model, the movie, the, the Robert Redford movie, as as a, as a basis for the way you proceeded on Man, this? You guys really don't want listeners. You you stop the conversation about Back to the Future yeah. to have a conversation about Michael Ritchie's The Candidate, like a 1970s movie. That's a great that, movie. By the way, it's a brilliant movie. It's a masterpiece. It's one of my favorite yeah. movies. Look, I have it, take, it takes it takes it takes listen. Politics always circus, surfaces in movies if it's done right because it's it's compelling. It can be very compelling, and and the candidate is a perfect example. I I have a tattoo from <laughs> you have a another tat- <laughs> from another movie of the same director. Like, uh, so I, uh, what what is it? It's from Downhill Racers. The oh, poster from Downhill Racers. So I am awesome. a yeah. I'm wow. really nerdy. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's very cool. So, but is that in fact the case? <laughs> it's not cool, but I appreciate that. Uh, uh, but but anyhow, look, yeah. uh, I, it became this way to kind of understand today, and yeah. it's this thriller of a movie that touches on gender politics, that touches on the relationship between journalists and candidates, and uh, that line between where our public life becomes our private life. Right. What do we remember incorrectly about this story, Jason? Because when people think back on Gary Hart, uh, I think they have one perception, but the actual reality is different. And I don't want to obviously make this a spoiler alert, but is yeah, give away the ending. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> this is a historical movie, so we yeah. know what happened. In theory, but but we often get the facts wrong. Spoiler alert: He does not become president. <laughs> right? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. I didn't want to go out on a limb there. I, but I, I don't remember four years. Spoiler eight years. alert: Over thirty years, life becomes horrible. Yeah. Uh, well, it's like when you watch The Crown. You're like, oh, is she still queen? What's going to happen? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you could look up the storyline in The Crown if you really wanted to. But, but does what, she marry Churchill? <laughs> I mean, here's so here's the thing. So when I would tell people would ask me like, hey, what are you doing next? And uh, you know, hoping I was t- I was going to say, you know, a Star Wars movie, yeah. and uh, and I would say, oh, I'm doing the Gary Hart story, and their response would always be the same. First, they would go, "Monkey business, right? Yes. Yeah, 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 which is the name of the the boat." Um, and they would say, "Follow me around." There's this important idea that he had somehow challenged the press to follow him around, uh, which was actually not the case. He had given a quote, but it came out the same day as the Miami uh, Herald piece. Uh, so he, that did not actually happen. And then there's this famous photograph of him with Donna Rice, and the belief was that that actually took down his candidacy when the photo actually came out well after the fact. And it was sort it was sort of an orchestrated photo, was it not? I mean, that, that's what we always that's what I've heard after the fact. Now, listen, he was having an extramarital affair. That's his deal. That's his business. Got it. But the the Donna Rice on his lap, which became the 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 photo that was supposedly took it down. Uh, there, there's, there are people who have claimed that that was, they were, you know, it was sort of manipulated. I, I don't know what the story is, but, but for, for the whole thing, you know, the, the old saying is that, you know, flawed people can do great things. And so to, to your earlier point, what are we willing to accept? And, and as it's depicted in the movie, you get the sense, at least in, in, from the trailer, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, seeing it. It, it, and once you go down that rabbit hole, you keep going and going and going and going lower and lower, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you were about to have heart surgery, would you care about your heart surgeon's marriage? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> but when it comes to a candidate, it's a different thing. Yeah, And yeah. that's a question that we're talking about a lot these days. And so if you – and look, some of these clears are uh, – some of these uh, – uh, so with some of these candidates today, it's really clear what they've done is really indecent stuff. Yeah. But with Gary Hart, it was this kind of it was right on the line. It's guy, you know, it's a very private guy uh, who had a moment with a very private woman. 
uh, a woman who, to this day, she was offered something like a million dollars for a story and turned it down. Uh, so we don't know what happened between these two people. So it really becomes the question for us is what is important to us? And you had a guy who actually had great ideas who turned out to be right about a lot of things. And now, given 30 years to look back at this kind of thriller of a moment, less than a week, and he goes from the front runner to leaving politics forever. Uh, did we make the decision, all of us, the people on his campaign team, the journalists, the people in his family, Donna Rice, you know, uh, how do we look back on this? Well, moment? people get killed, you know, you, you, it can be a nanosecond on, on camera. I mean, you know, uh, Howard Dean's famous yell, which, <laughs> which, was, which was a turning, ah, these little, little things, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, can, that can turn these entire, uh, uh, wh- wherever you stand on, on Dean or a lot of these people, I think from, I can step back and look at a candidate I might not agree with, but who'll be unfairly, you know, excoriated for a reason that's just not fair. That's not germane to the reason that they're at the dance, so to speak. Well, and, and that's just unfair, you know? Well, we're like, a, we're a storytelling species, yeah, right? Yeah. We remember things as stories. We remember things as jokes. And and that's certainly the case of Howard Dean. Interestingly, I wrote the movie with two people. One of them was actually Howard Dean's uh, press secretary, Hillary Clinton's press secretary. There you go. The other guy uh, was a New York Times Magazine uh, writer who covered five presidents. So that's kind of the nature of the movie. It was written by people who have lived this thing. So, and, and, oh. and the pacing, I, I was reading that the, the pacing and the, um, the, the, if you've ever watched any political documentaries or even, even uh, the, 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 the Candidate, which is uh, not a documentary, but there's a world that they operate in where there's, a, there's always this maelstrom of stuff going on. And you sought to recreate that with loads of activity and sub-conversations and things going on in the background. What else did you study or what did – I mean, you obviously had somebody who was well within the, the realm of that world to advise you. But was there any other influences that you took as well? I mean, so there's a lot of great political movies. I mean, All the President's Men, you right. got to watch that. Uh, the, the War Room, the great documentary about yes. the Clinton presidency. Uh, uh we watched that. We wanted a movie that just felt like there was three conversations happening at the same time, three things visually happening at the same time, where the audience is constantly looking at the screen, trying to decide for themselves what is important. Because philosophically, that's kind of the question. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's important versus what's just entertaining? And that's what we're also doing cinematically, is just you're getting so much information at the same time. Let's talk about the cast for a second. I see a few names of people that you've worked with before in different projects, J.K. Simmons and Whiplash. And, he's uh, in town. Uh, is he really? Yeah, I just saw him last night. Oh, he's oh, great. Oh, man, I he, love him. He's phenomenal. Oh, he's the best. He's Can you playing... call him and tell him to come here right now? <laughs> One second. No, so I, I visited on set, and he's wearing, like, a police uniform because I guess he's playing uh, a captain uh, in this movie that he's shooting here in Philadelphia. And okay. I asked him, I said... Have you played every every rank <laughs> in, in the, the police, police? Yeah, yeah. at this point? Well, right? Patriots Day he is starts, a sergeant. He in starts that, going yeah. by. He's like, well, let's see. I've been the chief of police, and I've been the <laughs> captain, and the uh, uh, sergeant. He's a commissioner uh, at one point. Commissioner yeah. Gordon. Yeah. And the only thing he hasn't played is like a guy on the beat. Right. He, he, he's a little, a little too old at this point. Well, he was playing. He was on Broadway at that point. Okay. So. Yeah. Do you know okay. there was a moment where J.K. Simmons was simultaneously playing the head of the Aryan Nation on Oz, but also in Guys and Dolls on Broadway? <laughs> no. So during the day, he'd go to set, they'd paint on a swastika, he'd oh bend God. over some poor guy in the uh, in prison, and then at night he'd go up and sing Luck Be a Lady Tonight. Did you know that in the book, the actual original book for Guys and Dolls, he was supposed to be head of the Aryan Nation. So, wow. It's, it was, it's just a... Well, that makes sense. It makes, no. uh, I also see uh, Vera Farminga as well. Is that... Yeah. I, I always see Farminga? Farminga. 
There's no N. There's no N. <laughs> People Armiga. had an N, and I don't know why. It, it, uh, it makes it sound like pasta right. or something. Uh, but uh, Vera Farmiga, yeah. In pesto yeah. sauce is great. Uh, she was in Up in the Air. Uh, she's phenomenal well, as well. Well, it's interesting, right? Because she plays, now between Up in the Air and this film, she's kind of played both sides of an affair. Okay. Yes, yeah. Right. Uh, but Hugh Jackman, have you worked with him before? First time. Is he not the greatest person in the world? The greatest person I on mean, earth. He's just that we've we've had him on the show. Couldn't be a nicer guy. Insanely talented gentleman. Here, I'll bring up this story because okay. you know, obviously, lottery stories are in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decided at one point that he wanted to know the cast and crew better. He felt like there's all kinds of people on the crew right. that he just doesn't get a chance to talk to. Doesn't get a chance to shake their hand. And he tried to come up with a way. I was like, how? Can I find a way to actually, like, meet every person on the crew every week? And so every Friday, he started just driving to, like, a grocery store or a liquor store on the way to set. He'd buy 200 scratcher tickets. (laughs) And then over the course of the day, he would just (laughs) one by one hand them out to every crew member and say, hey, good luck this week. Good luck this week. You know, good to see you. That dude. Stop it. Stop it already. Love him. He's the best. And when they would go, what is this? He'd be like, oh, it's it's, it's an Australian tradition, (laughs) which is (laughs) not true. Uh, he he though though I mean you know the guy has inc- like Logan this is a, an incredible performance he's he's you know jacked beyond belief but a lot of times people have that that eclipses the fact that he's a really excellent actor yeah and he works harder also than any actor does he yeah. oh yeah I mean there's, there's a moment there's a real moment where Gary Hart was on the campaign trail and he went to an axe throwing contest which is a thing yeah. yes. he's now like. Yeah. Oh, now no, it's a real, it's a real trendy thing. Now there's places where you can like yeah. get drunk and throw axes. Oh, like yeah. it's Color me mine or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And right here, yeah. He so so Gary Hart went on the campaign trail, threw an axe, and hit a bullseye. So and at first in my mind, I'm thinking. Like, is this going to be CG, or we have to like put it on a wire? And of course, at this point, Hugh Jackman was already in axe throwing training, right? <laughs> and we all had bets. It's like, all right, yeah. so when when's he going to hit the bullseye? And of course. Take one, hits the bullseye, but then we had to do eight more takes just because the actors couldn't get their their crap done. Right. Mm-hmm. How many? How many, How many times did he, he hit? Did he hit oh, no, no, he hit it on the bullseye in the first one. Oh. And then we had to go eight more takes just for the actors so they can get <laughs> oh. their performances right. <laughs> can I ask you, because um, uh, you've been in this industry for a little while, and um, for us as spectators, the Oscars is like the, the big thing, and obviously the Golden Globes and all that, but... Yeah. Um, uh, I, I don't know how much weight that carries with you. Um, it's all I think about every day and every <laughs> but, day. I will win. <laughs> but I'm asking about Hugh Jackman because I just wanted him to be nominated for Logan. Mm-hmm. Just a nomination. I could not agree with you more. That Logan performance is unbelievable. Right? Like, can you think of another actor who's taken a character over nine movies and taken them through an arc like that? Where and, the ending is so emotional, where you're not at the ninth movie going, please stop playing this. Right? Yeah. Like, these are yeah. nine movies, you're like, I just, I just don't want to see you put on that costume. And it kept getting year. better and better. His yeah. now, and, and, and I remember when he was first announced as, as, uh, as uh, Logan, as Wolverine, you know, oh, he's not physically the type, and then he, he completely made it his own. And but by that movie is is so solid, and he's you know, and then he's a, a, a showman as well. The, well, you it, know the story about him getting the role of Wolverine, right? N- no. no. Oh, like he, so they had cast another guy, and he's in Australia, in like Oklahoma or something, yeah. doing like the musical. And he gets the call, like, get to Canada. You're now Wolverine. The other guy got injured, what? and he's now traveling. And he doesn't know anything about the role. And he literally started just researching the animal, the Wolverine, because he like, really knew nothing about the character. And now he's like, he was kind of slight at the time, and he just started trying to get jacked. And yeah. they they saved 
that that amazing character reveal the first time you meet him in the yeah. first movie and it yeah. was in that cage fight cage and fight. he's like shirtless and he looks like you know uh, and uh, they saved it for like the last day because he's just lifting the entire shoot just trying to so get it was Jack. reversed so he could get it he get into shape for those yeah. scenes wow well it, it took whatever the hell he was doing and, it, and he hasn't lost it obviously but in, in in this movie in the front runner he's literally different from anything you've ever seen him before. D- D- Gary Hart himself had sort of a... Uh, and they said it, w- it it could have worked against him. He... he, There was sort of an impenetrability about him a little bit. Like, there was, you know, there was... Uh, I remember seeing him, and he he he, he seemed sincere. And I was, a, I was sort of much younger, obviously, when this was happening. But there was a, a little bit of a... You weren't getting through vibe to him. And I, it's, do you see what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I, t- I know exactly what you mean. And look, here's a guy who, on stage, you know, talking to a crowd... Incredibly charismatic, yeah, yeah. moving. People really did talk about him uh, as though he was the next Kennedy. And at the end of the day, though, he really thought my personal life is off limits. I, I really want to be just about my ideas. And one yeah. could say that that's less modern. Uh, but I say, to a certain extent, that shows you have character. I want to ask you about um, Gary Hart versus the current governor of uh, Colorado. Is a guy named John Hickenlooper. He's actually from here, and uh, there are rumors that he may run for president. And um, He's sort of a moderate Democrat that is very likable, and there's this part of me that, and I'm a fan, I like the guy, that doesn't want him to run because the national politics is so divisive and awful and and just chews people up and spits them out. I I wonder if Gary Hart, looking back on it, regrets running for president. Did you get to talk to him about it at all? Because it, it, in, in some ways, ruined his life. Uh, I did get to talk to him, and, you know, I met Donna Rice, and I met kind of everyone involved in the story, and they've actually all seen the film, too, which was really weird. You can't, I cannot tell you how crazy it is to make a movie about someone's life. If I told you, I'm going to make a movie about your life, I'm going to pick the worst week. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I, like, show up in your hometown with the movie's like, all right, let's watch the movie. Yeah. And I like, start the movie, and I just sit outside the movie theater while you and your wife just sit inside <laughs> quietly watching your life. I mean, oh this God. is great. Uh, Good times. Scariest screening of my life. God. But, no, we did talk about uh, that a little bit. And, look, I think Gary Hart regrets all the things that he wishes he could have kind of given to this country. I mean, anyway, as anyone who wants to run uh, uh, for a president. Um but he wasn't willing to enter what, what politics is today. You know, he wasn't going to talk about his personal life. And unlike almost everybody today who's willing to lie about anything and say anything and flip-flop on any issue and say, oh, no, I didn't say that two weeks ago. He's a guy who said, no, this is how I'm going to do it. And, and and by the way, he isn't like also every other candidate who goes through a scandal and two years later, you know, has some show hey! on MSNBC yeah, and is yeah. like slowly earning their way back. He was a man of his word. So if we're going to talk about character, then you also, the other side of the, you know, how does the affair demonstrate his character? You have to look at, well, he is a man of his word. It, it, it's it, it's funny because there's a story that runs completely, you take the Anthony Weiner story and the great documentary about, mm-hmm, about that whole thing. That is the hardest thing I've ever watched in my life. That is worse <laughs> Just, than any horror film I've ever seen. Talk about the documentary? The documentary. Oh, I couldn't watch him eat. Uh, oh my God, I wanted to reach through the screen well, here, every single time he puts some... The scandal breaks and he's uh, and then he's he's running, you know, and it's just absolutely, he's running for mayor and it's a disaster and it's... but. Here's the end. The guy said, I'm out. He just tapped out. So in a way, I, I think maybe those days are behind us because everyone, everyone just says, I'm just going to F it. You know, it, it, the precedent has been set. I have a shot. Well, then that's the question is, uh, what kind of people don't run because of this? That's, and, and that's, that's a that's great question. question. So, who, who's a, who, who, is, who is incredibly capable, but, but, to Nick's point, but afraid of having those 
every single thing pulled out of your past and 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 dragged out into the sun. And we've and all made mistakes. I mean, we're all flawed. Oh, well, that's the thing. We're all human beings. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, uh, we're we're definitely going to elect someone who's made mistakes. And the question is, what mistakes do we want them to have made? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The funniest part is watching the moral finger pointed, and mm-hmm. you look at the person who's pointing the finger. Oh right, my right, God! Right. And you, Preston, you're so right because the old saying is, you, you you're, you're pointing, and there are three fingers pointing back at you. Mm-hmm. You know. So and yep. and every but it's it's but this is interesting as a flashpoint, and and, and the way you've talked about framing this. I think it's fascinating. I'm, I'm, I definitely want to see it. It looks really compelling. It's Jason Reitman who is in our studio. Uh, the front runner is a film that he directed. Before we got on this uh, conversation, we were we were talking off air. Uh, we're headed to London. To, mm. What should we do while we're in London? You said it's a great town. Oh, London's amazing. All right, yeah. uh, you got to go to a place called Sketch. You gotta Sketch. Go, Sketch is it's this crazy place. All right, it, <laughs> all right. Just it's not forgive a bottle, me for is a it? moment. Forgive okay. me for yeah. No. <laughs> It's for high tea. Just stay with me. Stay I love with high me. tea. Uh, but it is this, uh, it's just, You're the right. production design is insane. It's like all pink and the furniture's crazy. And the bathroom is these crazy 2001, like, Stanley Kubrick egg pods. And it, it's. We're looking at it. It looks cool. Look at the photos. All right. It's wild. I, I highly recommend that. And are any of you guys Harry Potter fans? Oh, 100%. Yeah, Nick is massive fan. Okay. We're all so, fans. They took the two stages where they shot the film at Leavesden in London, and they've turned it into this Harry Potter experience. And look, I'm a cynical guy, <laughs> right? Like, I may thank you for smoking. That's who I am. <laughs> but I filled with positive glee walking through the Harry Potter experience. Really? There. They have everything. They've, like, broken it down to, like, every one that was built, every set that was built, how they did the characters. You have Butterbeer. Uh, it's... It's sincerely magical. Uh, is it? Is it one of those things you got to get tickets way in advance for? Do you think? Or all right, I'm going to be a tool right now. I you just, pulled strings. I just called someone at Warner Brothers. But, Son uh, of a bitch. Uh, so first, become a famous filmmaker. Then <laughs> oh, call your connection at Warner Brothers. We're close friends with Jason right now. Uh, my rule is always first. Be born the son of a famous director. <laughs> okay. And then right. everything will just line up perfectly. What if you're a producer on a radio show in Philadelphia and you have a guest who's been to this thing? Can you ask that person to ask somebody for something? Live on the air, of course you can okay. ask. <laughs> right. Well, it looks like this sketch place is a half a mile from our hotel. No kidding. Oh, yeah. excellent. Perfect. Mm. Right. But we're staying at the one there. I mean, that, that's the that's the fun of that place. And it's just you're just in the West End, and uh, everything is cool, and the people are wild. It's just fun. President and I are going to go see the play that goes wrong. Uh, I don't know if you've heard anything about that at all. No, no. Okay, well, then great, next question. <laughs> <couple more lives. laughs> Last time we had you here, Jason, uh, we all sort of collectively asked you what you've seen recently that uh, you liked and you enjoyed, and, and you recommended Wild Wild Country for us. Which I guess did you, you watch? I did. Yes. Yeah, we all did. And wow. um, you, your How amazing is that documentary? It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. The Duplass Brothers. You, yeah, you're, they you're, have Emmys now. They're they're amazing, and um, it's uh, about this cult that I didn't know anything about until nope. you recommended it. And I, it's funny because you're talking about front front runner, which is a historical story that many people do know about. I had no idea that this story had happened right here in the United States, and and you just get sucked into this story. It was fascinating. No, it's like watching a Scorsese movie or like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. You get completely <laughs> sucked in. I listened to the soundtrack on loop. Oh, really? that I. I that's, <laughs> Funny. Wild Wild Country is six yeah. hours. I watched it and then started over and watched the six hours again in the same week. The funny part no is way. like the first couple episodes, you're like, eh, eh, it's cult has some and then, and then as it then as it really starts to go south, you're like, holy crap. And how hard is it to not like as you're watching it? 
on read up on it as as you're watching it. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I at that point I want to go in a cocoon. I don't want to know anything. I want to yeah. do well because with every episode of Wild Wild Country. You're going, wait, come on. Like, you just can't believe that it <laughs> yeah. just keeps unfolding the way it does. It's like, they have guns now? What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that doesn't seem in line with right. their so message. What, what do you recommend now, then? All right. It's the end of the year. I'm going to go really artsy-fartsy on you. All right. Um, all right. Alfonso Cuaron, guy directed Gravity, Itu Mama Tambien. Yes. Uh, he has a movie called Roma. Uh, it is black and It's in black and white. Doesn't matter. It's in Spanish. Um it is extraordinary. It's the best movie of the year. Really? You have to see it in a movie theater with Atmos Sound. He shot it in Digital 65. It is unlike any movie you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. What, 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 uh, what, what genre what is it? Was it? Is it a, rom- look, a delightful it, rom-com? No, a spring it, break? Look, it's, 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 it's a drama about his childhood. I know that sounds boring. It is amazing. All right. I think uh, it's a story that chronicles a year in the life of a middle-class family in Mexico City in the early 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound at all like you're reading no. something. Uh, so what else? No, that's amazing. <laughs> I, I, literally, this is going to be horrible. There's Go a ahead. Polish film called, <laughs> called Cold War. It's also in black and white. It is also amazing. God, I gotta have something fun for you guys. Are these recommended <laughs> to you, or do you stumble across these? No, things? I saw these at film festivals, okay. and they yeah. are actually amazing. It's movies, like, movies like I would like to purchase a potato. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these listen. are actually uh, th- this is an amazing year for international film. All right, I'll give you a crazy one. There's a movie right. called Dogman coming out of Italy. Uh, it's from the same director as a film called Gomorrah, which was this insane, like, uh, like violent mob movie. That, that I remember. I did not ago. get to see it, but right. I, it got great see reviews. See Gomorrah, and if you dig it, Dogman. <laughs> I'm okay. looking at the poster. Crazy. Yeah. It is, uh, it is violent and wild and, uh, and unlike anything All right. ever seen. All right. All right. And one, one, one horror movie for, the, for Halloween. Oh, go see Halloween. Go see David Gordon Green directed a Halloween movie. Yeah, there you gotta we go. go see All it. right, excellent. Yeah, and All then right. also last question is: I, I see that you have six projects that are that you're um, attached to right now that are in development. Which one is the one that is actually is, happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I, I I'm not sure if any of those are are, are, are real at this point, uh, but it is kind of funny because these things stay with you. If something gets announced ten years ago, it remains, and you answer questions like, "Hey, what's happening with Bonsai Shadowhands? Your yeah. your Rain Wilson." Ninja movie and it's like i wish it was still happening right now it's in development well right. you'll be but whatever it is and once once it's completed you'll come back to promote it we'll gl- gleefully have you back on uh, yep. you guys yeah. are the best thanks cool. for having me in here thank you so much jason reitman guys Yay! take care my man we'll take a break and be back in just a moment stay with us wmmr we're not just in your car anymore Ask Alexa to open MMR, and we'll come streaming right into your house. And we promise, we're not listening to you doing stuff that often. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. The Beef File, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Join Casey Boy and the MMR Rock and Rollers in the Bend to the Shore Bike Tour on August 29th. Michelob Ultra is a proud sponsor of the MMR Rock and Rollers. A terrified shopper was bitten on the head by a snake at a Lowe's in Mississippi. The customer was opening a cabinet when the chicken snake suddenly jumped out. The non-venomous critter locked its fangs onto the unidentified victim's head. Now, the container just looked like mixed nuts. And then when he turned the top, it sprung out, right? It wasn't one of those. 
It's unclear how the victim managed to dislodge the serpent, which is also known as a black rat snake, corn snake, or pilot snake. Black rat bastard. But the shopper was rushed uh, to the hospital for treatment. The patient's current condition is not known. A spokesman for home improve- the home improvement store chain said an investigation was launched. They stopped selling snakes a while ago, didn't they? Chicken snakes can grow to five feet long. They can climb up smooth wood surfaces and usually feast on rodents and birds. Whoa. They enjoy Italian cuisine and long walks in the park. Just because it's non-venomous, though, doesn't mean, you know, it, you can get... It's still get infected, absolutely. Whatnot. Yeah. A South Florida family, this is messed up, is grieving following the sudden death of their loved one, Dennis Antiporic. 68 years old, left a note Sunday night saying that he was going to the sauna. Hours later, when he hadn't returned, his daughter went to look for him. Uh, She said, when I opened the door, I looked, and there was a black man in the sauna. It wasn't my dad, so I shut the door, and I looked, and the clothes hanging up, they were his clothes. Uh, His wife, Ronnie, said she can't get the image out of her mind. She said, I close my eyes, and I just see his face charred. He was burnt to a crisp. Oh, no way. Just like Ronnie said. She said, and this sounds horrible, but there was skin on the floor oh and on the God. bench, and we shouldn't have had to see that. How how does a commercial sauna go so crazy that I it don't know. cooks a human being? Yeah, the family has hired a lawyer who plans to file a wrongful death lawsuit against a management company and the Condos Homeowners Association. The family believes the timer in the sauna failed to shut off the heat. Which, why would you stay in there? I mean, right. maybe he was overcome or he got sick. You know, he, he had some kind of an episode while he was in there, and then the thing just stayed on and cooked him. But Preston, I mean, the the kind of consistent heat needed to, to cook a human body. Yeah. That's just, that's just crazy. Although Dennis uh, Antiporek's death was first classified as, an, as natural, his body has been turned over to the medical examiner's office for an autopsy. I've, I've been looking at saunas too, like really? those, those little room, well, like a little. It's like a little closet thing. Sure. Yeah, to, I know. To put in the house. Yeah, my like, aunt and uncle have one. Like the dry. It's like a dry thing. It uses infrared or whatever. I just don't like saunas. I, I don't like them either. I, yeah. I, I, I like a hot I tub. I kind of do. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Some well, people love them though. We don't have room for a hot tub. You know, yeah. who loves them I mean, is uh, intern Sammy. She uh, the gym that she works out at. She has one, and they she goes every time at the end of her workout and she feels like she burns a few more calories as a result. They, they say you can burn like a couple hundred calories, but yeah. it just, it's supposed to be very relaxing. Yeah. You know. A student was forced to drop out of uh, university after a bizarre case of chronic deja vu left him unable to lead a normal life. I think I've heard this story before. The 23-year-old <laughs> even stopped watching television, listening to the radio, or reading newspapers and magazines because he believed he had seen it all before. He told doctors that he was, quote, trapped in a time loop and said that he felt as if he was reliving the past moment by moment. Details of the case have been revealed in a report published by the Journal of Medical Case Reports. Doctors are baffled because the man doesn't suffer from any of the neurological conditions usually seen in people who normally suffer frequently from deja vu. We want you to know you're going to be just fine. We want you to know you're going to be just fine. It is thought that panic attacks may have triggered the phenomenon. The condition may also have been exacerbated by LSD. Oh. It could be the first case of a person experiencing persistent deja vu stemming from anxiety. Although most people experience occasional feelings of deja vu, more frequent and intense forms are usually only seen in people who have seizures in the temporal lobe. Mm -hmm. However, brain scans showed no sign of seizure or neurological conditions. The man also underwent a series of psychological tests to check his memory, which failed to show any major issues either. He first complained of symptoms in 2007, shortly after starting school. He had a history of feeling anxious, particularly a fear of
of germs, which led him to wash his hands very frequently and shower two to three times per day. But his anxiety worsened when he began the, the school year. Uh, anxiety and low mood led him to take a break from his studies, and then he began experiencing the deja vu. Early episodes were only lasting for minutes, but attacks could be extremely prolonged, the case has revealed. And I say as a child, he had brief periods of escargot, but that uh, they passed. A little bit different. Yeah. So anyhow, it's a, it's a medical anomaly. Deja vu literally means already you? Already seen. It means already seen already, in already French. Seen. Different yeah. um, vu okay. means you. So we'll see what ends up happening. A student was forced to drop out of a university after a bizarre case of chronic deja vu oh left him unable to lead a normal life. <laughs> the 23-year-old even stopped watching TV, listening to the... All right, anyway. <laughs> I like that. Thank you. I actually wrote down at the bottom of the page, read again. <laughs> Right there. I love that. Yourself. You're a pro. And you're doing that, by the way, without your glasses, and read, that's pretty small print. Read again. Read again. <laughs> people make, will laugh. Got to make notes. <laughs> because, because damn it, people like you. Yeah. <laughs> Middletown police. <laughs> read again. <laughs> to, to, dot, dot, dot. To be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Middletown police are saying a New York man demolished his house without telling his wife about his plans. Uh-huh. What? I mean, completely. Yeah. I saw the video of Everything it. in it. Yeah, the man, James Rain, was found by police using an excavator to take the house owned by his wife down. Police say Rain also didn't remove any household items. Instead, he dumped everything into large construction garbage bins. Authorities, listen to this. They also say he didn't cancel any utilities, such as gas, electric, and water services. Oh, it could have been horrible. Could have been a huge explosion. Uh, they were cut by crews only after police alerted them to the situation. Rain, who was charged with criminal mischief, told cops that he was demolishing the house because it had a bad foundation. I saw an interview with a woman, and he, she was, I mean, speechless. She's going, ah, I, uh, I don't know. I have no idea what to think. Does he have... Brief episodes of insanity? Were I, they were they fighting? Was there a divorce? I don't know anything more about this story than that, but I can't wait to find out more about it. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. Come back in just a second. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. The pretty reckless. They said the world does not belong to you. Greta Van Fleet. Aaron Jones. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I saw this this morning, and uh, it's making some waves on social media. Costco. Costco has just unveiled a new menu for its food court, and one change isn't going over very well. The retailer still offers its famous $1.50 deal for a hot dog and fountain soda, but the Polish dog combo, also with a soda and for the same price, has been removed. I know. Um, I never went for the Polish dog combo. I've had the hot dog there. Their hot dogs are actually good. They're really good. They? Uh, yeah. Yes. Their, their, whole, their whole menu there is actually... Pretty good. And part of your, I guess, your membership fee, it, that's why the food's so cheap. Now. That's why, and you or get, you will get a better table. Yeah, and you get yeah, a better yeah. table as well. Uh, but they're apparently they're doing a food court makeover at Costco. Mm. And in the maitre d's are going to dress differently. It includes the addition <laughs> of a burger. Ooh, okay. 
All right, yeah. All right, let me think about this. An acai bowl. Acai bowl. Uh, what the hell is that? They're it's like, like a uh, acai fruit fruit bowl, and uh, you know, it's like a, it's like a smoothie in a bowl. Nick, I went it, in. It's I delicious. In. They they freeze it and um, then they kind of put it in like a, like a blender, so it becomes almost like um, like a smoothie. But then they they'll add like granola, or you can add like yeah. a scoop of peanut butter. My, my smoothie place was uh, yeah, I have a smoothie place, and uh, <laughs> they uh, they corrected me. I want to It's a acai, sir. Acai. You're yeah. so stupid. It's a, it's a type of berry. Uh, side note: pliables in Wayne, Pennsylvania, delicious. Mm. Pliables. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a massage parlor. <laughs> this is what I usually get, though. Let's talk about legalized list. prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, you, you get one of those, Kathy? Yeah, like if it's on the menu, I usually get it. They're delicious. Well, that's sort of a that's a sort of a, a healthier option for yeah. the oh, Costco menu. Yeah, very healthy. Wait, it's healthy? Because, I mean, it looks like it's a dessert of some sort. No, it, it's it's a berry, like Nick said. It's a just... acai bowl. Well, I have to have one Yes, now. I would like to have an acai bowl, please. <laughs> uh-huh. With some um, water. At room temperature, thank you. Acai, is that acai. how you say it? I'd like acai. to have acai. Acai. You can also acai. get uh, one of your options is a dragon fruit. There you go. There you have to order it like that. I, I, will, I, will, I won't order it in the proper pronunciation, but I, it does look actually rather delicious. That is a little hidden gem that I did not know was on the Costco menu. And I know people are mocking okay. us for considering eating at Costco, but trust me, their hot dogs, at least, are really good. You ever had the chicken bake there? No. I don't go to Costco. I don't. I'm a BJ's guy, man. I go to both. Uh, It's about a thousand calories, but it's really good. (laughs) Sign me up. The chicken bake is really good. I'm pansexual. And I always get... What does that have to do with anything? I figure I'd do the same to my shopping activities. Uh, No, I have to... uh, And we always have to get churros while we're there, too, because those are really good. But, uh, oh, acai bowl is what they're adding, and a meatless al pastor salad. Okay. Did I say that correctly? Anyone? I don't know. Anybody want to correct me on that one? Because I don't Anyone? know. A meatless? I don't know. Either. Al Vincent Pastore salad. <laughs> al Pastor salad. Uh, what is okay? You got me on that one. But so they're, it, they're trying to get a little uh, little more uh, hoity-toity. Even the company's chief executive doesn't seem too enthusiastic about that. It says the new plant-based protein salad. I know that excites you, Craig uh, Jelinek told shareholders oh, earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, put the goddamn thing on the menu. <laughs> it's like shawarma, apparently. I, I, hadn't I, heard I, of I it. like shawarma. Yeah. So okay. it's uh, from, from the Spanish, shepherd style. But that's meatless. Yeah. So it's some sort of, I don't know, tofu-based or something. I don't know. It's like a kebab. It's soy-based, she's saying. Marissa's our uh, local vegan here. So Yeah, usually all those things uh, include like seitan or some sort of like Satan. soy I alternative. Don't. I'm very excited about this because... Okay. I don't know, but, and I find more people trying vegetarian stuff. I am, I, I'm certainly, I, I, uh, I look for vegetarian options, and that seitan is a chicken replacement. Ooh, sweet mama. It's good, right? It's damn good. Sweet mama. Seitan. <laughs> You're a follower of seitan. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna get this underway. And uh, I don't know exactly when they'll have them up on the menu, but those are some of the changes they're making. If, if you were planning a night out and you were not going to go shopping mm-hmm. at, a, at, a very, at one of these places, where would you go to go have a meal that you would enjoy? Of the different stores, of your Costco's, of your BJ's, oh, to of, just, your, of just your Ikea, eat? just to go eat. Ooh, you just said Ikea. My wife and I went and just had lunch at Ikea one time. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. Well, we, Freaking Swedish meatballs. We actually went there to not buy 
any type of furniture products, whatever, because they also have a market there. Yeah, that sells. And since we went to Sweden last year, we got turned on to some things, some some cheese and and uh, some salmon that they have and stuff like that, that that you only get over there. But IKEA sells them, so we would go there and we we bought. And while we're there, we're like, let's go up and get some Swedish meatballs and lingonberries <laughs> and some acai. Acai. We used to go to IKEA just to play. Just I would to t- play, yeah. Okay. But my friend and I would have a play date there with the kids, and we would go, and then we'd take them to the market to eat. They have actually a little. They area. have a little play area. You have you ever seen that, Preston? Kitchen. Yes. It's it's like yeah. a, it's a whole center for you. Just drop the kids, you off can drop them off, and have yeah. them uh, kidnapped. All right. So who else sells food right. in their in their establishment and is not like you know a, a chain that happens yeah. to have a a a, 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 a spot in the. I will, retailer. I will tell you that Costco probably beats BJ's in the food a little bit. I've never uh, had the BJ's. Yeah, I feel food. like BJ's is very limited. It's pizza, it's churros, it's... Yeah, um, dog. Then it's not bad, but I think Costco has a, a little better food offering. Yeah. Marissa? This is a different level, but I go to Philly's games just to get veggie dogs. Okay. All right, yeah, it's not a shopping yeah, experience, yeah. but... But, but it's but you, not a restaurant, and it's the only place that I can go to get veggie dogs. So I've been invited to Philly's games on, like, a Tuesday night, and will agree okay. just so I can go get a veggie dog. Veggie dog, meaning made of vegetables? Yes. Okay, describe well, this place. No, it's it's like a... Again, it's like a soy. It looks like okay. a hot dog. It's, it's in the not. same form. It's in its own little case. Okay. Um, I think it's section 127. <laughs> I know the woman very well. Every time, every time for the past seven years I've been getting a dog, she looks at it and she goes, that's vegetarian, you know? I said, yep. It's so it funny. Like, you know, vegetarians have meat envy. You know what I mean? Like... They want everything to be meat-like. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Not yeah. everything, but yes, yeah. they do strive to have products that are, you know, like a like a vegetarian cheesesteak. Well, like uh, the Impossible Burger. Right. Is, exactly. to me, is... And that's a good entree for a lot of people. Like, oh, okay, I can try that. I'm more it's inclined. even bl- bloody, you know, the Impossible yeah. Burger. They, they, mm-hmm. But they actually pour real animal blood on it <laughs> just to make it... <laughs> Not really vegetarian. <laughs> so... That's what really sells it is when you douse it in real animal blood. Some <laughs> Stores like uh, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, Neiman Marcus, they'll actually have like a day where they'll set up a stand and you can go and get like ice cream or hot dogs. And uh, a couple of them will have like a little cafe on mm-hmm. their top floor where you can go. And so basically you don't have to leave the store. You can do all your shopping right. and get something to eat. Yep. A bunch of people are texting in Cabela's apparently has a really good uh, cafe. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Cabela's has a cafe? Well, That's why wouldn't they yeah. for Christ's sake? They have everything else. You oh. probably, they probably serve the fish you can catch in the big tank. Hey, somebody pointed out. I forgot about this. Home Depot used to sell pizza and Really? I remember that. It might have been... I don't remember. Yeah, they might have been like right inside the the vestibule when you first walk in. I think I remember getting a hot dog one time. Yeah, not any of mine, though. Yeah. It's a great place to take a first date to the vestibule at the Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) There is that Home Depot that's on uh, Delaware Avenue, Columbus Boulevard. There is a... it's not, it's not a deli. Marissa. It's it's like a. It's know, like a stand. They have like sausage and pepper. Yes. And it smells damn good every Where time. Where is I have this? To go it's there. by um, the Columbus Boulevard, Delaware Avenue. Because I I grabbed lunch. Not there. far from Clubber's Cake. Right street. <laughs> if you oh, remember during, good food. during the camp out for hunger, remember when we when we <laughs> launched Sarah oh. in a trash can oh. at a car. Uh, yes, I, I went to that Home Depot to get those trash cans and. And sausage and peppers. I'm like, oh, man, that smells so good. I had to stop. You know, I've said this many... I've been saying this for years. One of my favorite turkey dinners was at the Club Risque on (laughs) Delaware. It was excellent. Bring your your own fork. Yeah. Yeah. That was chilling. Uh, (laughs) 
Hang on, let me go to, I got a couple other calls, so I'm going to go to Caitlin. Hi, Caitlin, good morning. Uh, sorry, yeah, hi. <laughs> Wait, put on your phone. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> the place where I had my Adam's apple shaved, they had churros. <laughs> Dude, you listen to us? Uh, the real Caitlin on the phone, are you there? Catlin. Catlin. Okay. Yeah. All right, Catlin, yeah, yeah. what's up? What's up, bitches? Yeah, wait <laughs> Wegmans. Wegmans, yes. Well, that's a, they 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 have a, they've always had a nice. They sell food. There. They sell food. Yeah, it's it's like if you go to a Pet Boys and they have flank steak. Are, are you are you well, talking no, about because it's like the yeah where you yeah you talking s- about the pub. Yeah, yeah, chicken yeah. palm sandwiches and chicken tenders, all delicious chicken stuff. Chicken palm sandwiches, chicken, chicken tenders. <laughs> how is how is that pub? Thanks, man. It's actually really good. Is it Nick, really? I know you've eaten it yeah, before. Yeah, I like it a lot. And uh, I, I also like uh, flank steak, so thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> okay. the Pet Boys? Yep. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> I just pick, pick your one thing that you're going to do phenomenally well. And Pet Boys, uh, to ask about the flank steak. Uh, okay, let me try this caller. Candon's. Hi, Candace. Is it is it uh, Cadence? Is it Cadence or Candace? Candace. Candace. Hi, Candace. Hi. All right. So, what did you want to tell us about? So, so it's not veggie based, but uh, my husband and I actually look forward to going on Saturday morning to our King of Prussia Home Depot <laughs> and getting the cheese dogs and the hot dogs. Got that guy. Wow. The Home Depot hot dogs at yes. KOP are are amazing. They are. I didn't. Is it a stand? It's a stand, yes. The guy's there every day. Outside the store? Outside the store. I yeah. can see that, yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah, know so, that. So, so, um, okay, we're looking at a picture of, I guess, what it is. All right. Oh, it's like a permanent stand. Yep. Oh, wow, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, it's not a food truck. Interesting. Okay. Those little gems. Thanks, those little. There used to be, uh, you know, years before the, the, the food trucks became the thing growing up, there was off this... Random exit on the Long Island Expressway. There was a guy parked in weeds in this broken down van. Had the best freaking hot dogs you ever had in your life. You know what? You can find sometimes there are these mobile um, uh, barbecue smokers. That, yes, that, 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 yeah. There's a guy like once a month, and they right. set up in your town, and they and it's fantastic. So. You know when when uh, when Indiana Jones chose the right goblet? Yeah, yes. yeah. That's yeah. how I. So that one has been all around my area in in uh, on Germantown Avenue and uh, um, you know in, in Mount Airy, and then I walked past um, you know I, I hike around the area. It was parked behind the Acme. Uh. That's where the guy parks. Shows <laughs> wisely. But and it was still so they they keep that meat cooking and everything. So he's there just cooking away. Yeah, and he's getting ready to go out. But man, does that smell good? I'm going to need confirmation on this text. The Delaware DMV next to the Lowe's killer, killer sausage <laughs> and peppers. It's a food. What? I guess oh, food truck. <laughs> okay, All right, so food truck. So food truck is going to be mobile. Uh, obviously, we're looking for the anomalous food. At a place that you normally don't associate with food. Casey, you know what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm, I'm sorry, Steve. I meant to address you. Uh, somebody pointed this out, and I remember this as a kid. It says here, Kmart in New Jersey used to have a restaurant in it. When I was a kid, yeah. Kmart had like a, what would be the proper word for that? Not a diner. Cafe. Eatery. A cafe. So Thank Woolworths you. used to have cafes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Years I and do. years ago. Yeah. Did you guys have Clover where you were? Yeah. By any chance? Because yes. Clover, it... it not necessarily a cafe, but they had a stand where you could get hot dogs and ice cream and, and stuff. And they always and had dance. They had a giant gobstopper. I mean, it was giant gobstopper. I mean, it was almost the size of a tennis ball. And really, I always wanted it. Steve, do you know what I remember about the the Kmart cafeteria? Is the type <laughs> of place 
where you would be served mashed potatoes with an ice cream sco- yeah. ice cream cone scooper. Yeah. You know, and it would have that perfectly shape. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they'd put the, the, the gravy that looks synthetic on it. Oh, it was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was yep. just brown water. My <laughs> mom would bribe me uh, to go to Kmart <laughs> with the, the food court. And there was, it was the one in Devon, which, by the way, is being torn down right now. I don't even know. Kmart going. in Devon? Yeah. Right on Route 30. Mm-hmm. And then Steve the Wolf. I'm surprised Devon even allows a Kmart well, in there. They don't anymore. Zoning, apparently. Get out. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of the main line... Uh, Nick McElwain lives very close to here. He'd be offended Thank you. by your camera. There's no acai bowls in this yeah. mother effort. Uh, Steve, Woolworths that I went to growing up had a counter. And it was like a, yeah. almost like a diner level service. And you know what I remember? Nick, they had great hamburgers. <laughs> they had, and I'm sure there was nothing even remotely meat about their hamburgers. And maybe it's just a sense of nostalgia, but... Love them. Uh, let me go to, we were talking about, uh, we got started on this because Costco is taking away their Polish sausage deal and they're adding an acai bowl. <laughs> and, That's good. Of course, and bowing to the acai lobby. The uh, Al Pastor salad as well. But, and the uh, Al Lewis salad. Let me go to <laughs> Grandpa. Let me go to Matt uh, wants to comment on BJ's. And I'm not talking about Hummers. Yeah. Matt, well, They're hi. good too. You're on the air. Good morning. Big fan. Are the police cops there? Are the what? Police cops. Are the police cops? (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Police cops. Who said police cops? Was it you? Or Marissa? Marissa, I think. She she said said cops and cops. cops cops. 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 All right, anyhow, it doesn't matter. What's (laughs) up, Matt? Sorry, BJ's is actually taking out their cafeteria area. Altogether, BJ's is going to remove it? Yeah, that's what the... I hope it's not because what I said. They're going to put uh, appliances there or something. Oh, what now? Appliances. Yeah, I kind of noticed that it was get it was shrinking. Huh. Okay, because... That's yeah, where I go. I go to BJ's, and I definitely... They, they've they made it smaller, and at this point, it may even be gone. Interesting. It, the thing that's I, too bad. It was always situated right below the large marquee that had the trips that yeah. you could purchase for Cruises. a $9 trip around the world. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let me see here. All right, let me go to uh, Marcus. Hi, Marcus. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, uh, down in Tepper, New Jersey, they had this Amco gas station. Amazing cheese. <laughs> Amazing uh, cheese steak. Amazing cheese steak. You know how we're in Philly, you go to Jim's, Gino's, yeah. We decided to go to the Amco all the time. <laughs> wow. Well, Marcus, Casey, you did a real deli stop, and it was, it was a, a Sunoco, Sunoco station. Yeah. I'll tell you what. They the, brought in the sandwiches. Yes. They were great. Yo, they, they they have a steak and egg there. Yeah. I mean, it is delicious. Uh, Deli- you, yes. Amazing. Delish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what, if, if you go down south, you will see food at gas stations. Yeah. They really, they, you could, you can buy all kinds. I'm of hungry enough foods. to eat a sandwich from a gas station. Yeah. But I mean, besides that, yeah. I remember. Uh, well, if you go down to like Alabama, we used to always pick up uh, uh, boiled peanuts. You guys ever had boiled peanuts before? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. God, I used to love those. Really? Yeah. But there were a lot of gas stations that would sell those out front. Boiled peanuts? Huh? Boiled peanuts? Yes. Any salt on that or no? Uh, I I don't think so. But uh, it's a different uh, it's a different taste. You should try them sometime. <laughs> the salt to. gets boiled right off. <laughs> Uh, yes, Kathy. I had a friend that um, went out drinking one evening and then stopped at uh, a Sunoco and got this the biggest burrito you would ever imagine. And it was like one where you brought it home, you put it in the microwave, and he devoured it. And he was like, that was 
the best burrito I ever had. And he actually went back the next day to get it again. And he was like, I think maybe it had something to do with drinking all night. That's why it was so uh, that, good. That food does benefit quite often from people coming back from, you know, drinking. Oh, wait, uh, Scott, uh, Toyota has a deli? <laughs> okay. What? Okay. Hi, it's Scott. You're on the air. Good morning. Scott, are you there? Case, I think our phone line seized up oh, on us. No. I was trying to hang up on the other line, and it wouldn't do it. Well, and also line six, Preston. Uh, Raymore and Flanagan has cookies and candy. Yeah, they, oh, they yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, so does Steven Singer. Yeah, when, yeah. You, when you go into Raymore and Flanagan, mm-hmm. I've been there a couple of times, they have like a oh, oh, full candy. Like Are you a, sure? Like a bar. What? Bob's Discount Furniture has that. And yeah, I think they a lot might of the, have that too. I think okay. a lot of the furniture stores do. No, Mealy's, Mealy's has like a whole cafe and you can go in and actually sit down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, specifically Raymore and Flanagan that I've been to. Yeah? Uh, yeah, and, and they have like all, like, you know, at my birthday party where we had all the candies set yeah. out, it's like that. I like it. And that. you can help yourself uh, to that. So interesting. Well, okay, well, if you're a big fan of the Polish sausage deal at Costco. It's going away. It's $1.50. You get the combo. You get the, Polish, the sausages. You get the Polish sausage and the soda, but the hot dog is still going to stick is around. This is bull crap. But uh, the acai bowl <laughs> will be available. This also, is what this is. And the alpaca salad? The alpaca salad. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> mm. Those things are so cute. Yeah. Like lava. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Take a chainsaw to them and it's good eating. Mm. <laughs> Tastes like lava. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with that. Us. Not that. We'll be back with that if you stay with us. us. Okay. Yes. Them. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. This month's band is Domini. Domini, your local shots artist of the month for July. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. I want to officially welcome Kathy Romano back. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It was all Thursday and Friday. And we, it's we so spoke, great to be back. Oh, uh, we spoke on the phone last night. You sounded horrible last night. I know. And yep. you just can't shake this thing, whatever sinus thing is going on. Yeah, the medicine's making me sick. And... As good medicine does. Yeah. Oh, my God. It is, it's awful. It's a steroid. It's disgusting. I thought you were looking muscular. You're very bloated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Listen, sorry to see that. Uh, no, no, like hot flashes and like I feel like I'm going to throw up. Like I've. Is I there think, a sharp pain in your penis? I think I was on a steroid <laughs> once before, but this is god awful. Sounds like menopause to me. Man. No, no, totally, totally. That's exactly what it feels like. I want to know who's more pathetic, you or me, <laughs> because I, I'm. Wearing, you both had banner weekends. Uh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a, a wrist brace. Or you know, a hand brace on, on my left hand. Remember, I broke the the bone in in my hand at iFly. Yes, you were, you were and you you'd been flying. You were just getting out. I was just getting out. I just banged my pinky. I jammed my pinky. I broke a bone in my hand, and so I had to deal with that for months. I had to wear that stupid thing on my hand, um, and that was like a year and a half ago. Well, 
over the weekend, had another lovely experience. What sort of extreme sport were you engaged in where you injured your wrist? This really new, <laughs> exciting sport, Steve. Because I fly was the first. Yeah, this is called walking down the stairs. <laughs> oh, wow. That's it's dangerous. all the rage, but you got to be wow, careful man. and have the mm-hmm. proper safety equipment Are you trained? On. Are you trained no, to do that? No, and that's where I made my mistake. You flew. It was your first solo. Jesus, dude. Mm-hmm. So, listen, it's like 7.30 in the morning. I was going to go out and hit some golf balls. And so I'm walking down the stairs, and my, my daughter had a friend spend the night. My other son had a friend spend the night, so I'm trying to be quiet in the yeah. house. not going to wake everybody up. They were up late and everything, so I got my clothes. I'm walking down the stairs. And so since we now have puppies, we have dogs. Yeah. So they're, they're, you know, they're six, eight months old now, so they're not necessarily full-on puppies. But anyway, so we have... Uh, we have some baby gates that have returned to the home of which I thought I was done with forever. No, not so lucky. So for the stairs, there's a set, there's a gate, and uh-huh. it's about four steps up, which I don't know why we have it four steps up. Shouldn't it be at the bottom anyway? So <laughs> why is it four steps? My Wait, wife put it is up. Is it to keep the dogs from going down or going up? Keep them from going up. Okay. But anyhow, I digress. So I, I'm probably coming where down. the banister thing is. Okay. okay. I start to open the, the, the gate. And as I'm doing so, I lose my footing. Oh, God. And, you know, I'm 200 pounds, And the man. house is quiet. The house is quiet. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm trying to hang, you know, and, and I've got one arm with clothes in it. So I, my my arm's full. I can't reach out and grab the your, banister. Your folding arm. Yeah, my yeah. folding arm. So I, I splail out and I <sighs> fall and I, I, I land mostly on my hip. And but I guess in the process, because I was mainly concerned about hitting my side, my ribs and my hip, my arm must have come down and slammed onto the stairs as well. And then I just I fall. I slide all the way down. I'm laying at the bottom of the stairs in a heap. Oh, God. It must have sounded like the house was coming down with me hitting the floor like that. Uh, hardwood, I assume, right? On the, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, no, I mean, your, your pews I'm talking about. And no. my, my oldest son is upstairs. He's brushing his teeth, and he comes running out. He's like, are you okay? Oh, man. My one dog is barking its head off. So here I am in pain, laying at the bottom of the stairs at 730, a dog <laughs> screaming in my ears, my son asking me how I'm doing. And I'm just, I'll, all, the only thing I can think to say was, shut the F <laughs> Oh, to my dog Which who's I'm, barking. I'm sure yeah. she listened, right? Yeah, right. Instantly yeah, quieted down and then sought medical attention. Oh, my God. It hurts so bad. Yeah. It, it hurts so bad. So I, I get up and I'm like, I'm not even thinking about Did my Did you hear your tailbone at all? No, no. All right, thank so, God. So I fell on my right. side. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that can be really bad. Yeah. If you break your coccyx, I think, is that little yeah, tailbone yeah. thing. That can be debilitating. But anyhow, so I'm mainly thinking about my side and, and my leg and everything and and, I, and I'm laying there because that's where the bulk of the pain was. And I get up, and as I push myself up, I feel the pain in my hand. I'm oh, like, oh, man. you've got to be kidding me, man. And don't you have some golf coming I up? I have a golf trip coming up. Had <laughs> In God, about two yeah. weeks. And didn't we, on the last, so just to put this in perspective, if you're a regular listener of the show, you'll know that on, during the last couple of days we had off, you got lice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> had that, too. That's over with, thank God. But that was in the first day of right, vacation. Right. Lice, my daughter's friend. Blah. Anyway. So, so, so now, been good to you. So now I'm like, ah, oh, great. And I was just getting ready to go out to, to go hit golf balls. So the first thing I do is I go, I pick up a golf club. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, okay, that ain't going to happen. And so I spent the rest of the day wondering, is it broken? Is it broken? Is it broken? And so eventually I went to an urgent care center just to go get an x-ray. Right, right. And uh, turns out it's not broken. All right. It's a sprain, uh, which... 
freaking hurts, dude. I can't sprains hurt. Flatten out my hand all the way. It's it's in the meat of your palm by your thumb. You know yeah, that really yeah, yeah. meaty part of your hand where the meat goes. Where the meat goes, and I, you know. So I wonder if because I've had similar thumb injuries, and I wonder if it's just be, when you landed, um, you maybe bent your thumb back like that. I, I don't uh, think so. I think it just literally you slammed, slammed it down, down really hard. Mm. So my wife had the same thing. She was on the the hoverboard. And and hit down exactly the same way, cracking her hand down on the floor, sprained it, and Preston, uh, she had it was almost impossible to sleep that night because of the uh, the pain. Did you have that kind of pain, or did you? Um, well, I, they gave me a brace, so okay. I was able to keep from bumping it, and it stayed in a, in a fixed position. So right. I was able to sleep. It's a cool looking brace. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, it that. Looks but, really cool. But I had. Um, you know, they had said, uh, when, when I found out it wasn't broken, I'm like, thank God. So I just, I got to rest it for like 10 days or so before I can do anything. I thought uh, you said I got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, on top of you You're not allowed to fall in your house. <laughs> they threw me in the tank. And you, you left out one part too, Preston. You you can't have children anymore. I mean, you had a vasectomy a while ago, but yeah. just, right. just an update. All right, when is your golf trip, Preston? Uh, it's, uh, I think, the 8th of uh, August. Okay, so, so it's after 10 I'm, I'm good, yeah. I got, okay. I, I, You'll I, make I, it? I have time to recover unless there's a complication with it, and maybe the lice come back, and then that will be wasted money. Uh, but God, dude, falling down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Kathy's sick all the time. I'm just stupid stuff happening I'm to me. You're bald. You're bald. Oh, wait, you. And you, know, you know what? I I really thought to myself, I'm like, this is punishment because I was so grossed out when Preston was sick and. Spitting in the trash can. God is punishing me right now. <laughs> you know, though, in that time, and I, I had the same thing happen, similar, Preston. You know, we've been walking for years, you know, yeah. and going up and down stairs. It's something that I, I pride myself on. You ask anybody about me, Steve's, Steve's good on the stairs. Uh, I was, I was, uh, uh, Kathy going down for, for a hike. You know, it was, I told you when we were in Maniac on the 100 steps, you know, I almost in my head. I'm, yeah. I'm hearing Katrina and I'm walking on sunshine. Ah! I mean, you know, absolutely spread out down eight stone steps. Oh. And then you get up, and the first thing is like, did anyone see that? Yeah. Oh. Did anybody yeah. see that? Yeah. And then all your systems kick in and say, and okay, time to bring the pain. Mm-hmm. And then it sets in. You sure. get the adrenaline rush and all that. But yep. I, going down the steps. I didn't break anything. I didn't sprain my 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 uh, wrist or break anything. My wife falls just a a foot or two in our living room on the hardwood floor, and she sprains her wrist. You fall on your steps in your house, yeah. you sprain your wrist. Yeah. And you know what it's from? You know you know where the slipping because there, there was a stretch where I had slipped down the stairs, <laughs> like o- over the course of a month. It had happened a couple of times. Right, right, I'm like, yeah. What the hell? My the heels of my feet yeah. are very smooth, right? And because of that goddamn pet egg, maybe. <laughs> and and I literally slip on the carpet oh. on on the stairs. It's not from I tripped over my feet or something like that. It's my feet are too smooth. God, your damn beautiful feet. I Preston. know. There again, the curse of, <laughs> of the, the foot of model. the beautiful foot. <laughs> and, the blessing and a curse at the same time. And, I want. I want can you come into the operating room? I want you to take a look at these feet. But I mean, it's it's so stupid. Here, and speaking of stupid, here's here's a text. Somebody, people are trying to make me feel better, and I appreciate it. This one says, "Preston, it's okay. I hurt my back wrapping presents on Saturday." <laughs> oh wow! Yes. 
Yeah. Who was the comedian we had in not long ago? <laughs> and he's he turned fifty. He's like, you know, things change. He's like, you know, like I bang my uh, my knee on the uh, coffee table. I'm like, well, that's gonna hurt for a year. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I thought of. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. I took a header down the steps in college. We were playing. It's called, uh, we, we called it Main Street Shopping. And I had eaten mushrooms earlier in the day. So. <laughs> yeah, you should have led with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a caveat. And we had gone. So I was sort of on the tail end of that trip. But uh, um, we were going Main Street Shopping, which is you would go into the fraternity and the sorority houses along Main Street. And you would raid their fridge. Yeah. <laughs> so I was coming out of. I, I think it was Durier. I can't remember which house it was, but I had a I had a big jar full of pickles. And we're booking. It's probably like eight, nine, no. ten of us, right? Oh, and I took no. a header down these concrete steps oh, no. from the very top of these steps, and oh. I tumbled down like a freaking stuntman. And I did you save the pickles? I saved the pickles. Are yeah. you serious? I, 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 dude, nothing broke, nothing <laughs> except for my skull, maybe. But I had, I ended up at the bottom of the steps and I popped right up and I had everybody looking at me like, are you dead? Are you, because, yeah. I mean, I, it was. You go down head, concrete steps. Concrete yeah. steps. And I tumbled down them. It's yeah. not like I slid down them. I went, tumbled down them. And I was like, Like Ta-da! a stunt man. Yeah. Oh, and then God. we ran to the back of another house where there was a giant rock and we just sat there and ate pickles. <laughs> I'll meet you at the giant rock. <laughs> you know, yeah. the pickle rock. Yes. The pickle rock. Yeah. That's where we go to eat pickles. Here's a couple texts coming. It says, don't feel bad. I broke my hand taking off a sock. Oh, yeah. Uh, this says, I'm 31 and I threw out my back tying my boots. I don't think this is an age thing as much as it is, you know, you go through these uh, cycles where, you know, I'm in a cycle now where I bound down the steps and on the last step, I jump off, always forgetting that there's a roof in the house oh, man. and hit my head. On, in fact, I, I'm, I'm, I think I still have a cut from the last time I hit. The uh, thing, and it, you just get into these things. Yeah. It's like when you bite the inside of your mouth and then oh, yeah. bite that same spot six more times. Here, somebody says I tore an upper arm muscle putting on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting on a t-shirt. So I so this morning I'm going to put on deodorant. Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, I guess I on, on the way down the stairs I really banged my right by my elbow in the tricep here at the base of the tricep where the connective tissue is. I must have hit that because just holding up my arm. Not even the part where that, just to hold up my arm to get the the. Uh, May I recommend something? Uh, the the the, uh, the the deodorant in there was excruciating. Attach a vice grip to your counter, put the deodorant in it, <laughs> just lean <and> over. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. <laughs> uh, you're an idea yeah, man. Yeah, I'm Steve. trying. Oh man, hang on. Let me go to uh, Danielle. Hey, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Danielle? <laughs> Well, I was saying goodbye to my husband this morning. Yep. He sneezed and went, oh, turns out he pulled out his back. He threw out his back sneezing. sneezing. Yep. Yep, sneezing. And it's the let, you know, and you, I'm sure he's not telling everyone at work today about this, but you, but you will because it's the last thing you want people to know. You, you want to say, look, there was a hostage crisis. I ran in, had to fight a few guys and threw out my back. You don't want to say I sneezed. Yeah, Matt O'Donnell and I were supposed to play golf on Wednesday, so I yeah. texted him and, and had to cancel. And uh, if he was going to ask what happened, because I told him I, I banged up my hand, I was going to tell him that I, you know, thwarted a mugging. <laughs> 
of an old lady. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but he never asked, so I didn't tell. But I did have a story ready yeah, to go. Yeah, have a story anybody, ready. Maybe I asked, you know, a carjacking or something right, like right, that. Right, right, yeah. Because I'm not going to say I feel Catching kids as they jumped out of a burning building. Let me go to Leanne. Hi, Leanne. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. How are you? Good. Well, I'm hurting, but what's up, Leanne? So, know how you sit on a gym floor with your feet out in front of you when you were a kid and you would lean back on your hands? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I did that in my living room. I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school, and all of me and my mom heard was this sickening crunch. Oh. It was my wrist. Just simply by I, le- sitting down and leaning back, you broke your wrist? I broke my wrist. <laughs> That's like Mr. Glass. Yes. That's yes. just Mr. Like Mr. Glass, Glass calls you a pussy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Murphy's Law. Murphy's, right. yeah, yeah, that's probably more appropriate. Wow, man. So how how long were you uh, suppressing? Your wrist is sprained. How long, um, Leanne, for the broken wrist? How long was the recuperation? Uh, I was out of commission for, I want to say, a year because they actually, the fracture was so minor that they really couldn't do anything about it, and I still have issues till this day, like 13 <laughs> years later. So, yeah, and you're in high school. So, again, it's not, it's not an age thing, but it's it's just, it's yeah. sometimes it's just one of those dumb, you know, and, and we were talking about this last night, Preston, about how, um, you know, well, the, the, the stats always say, you don't have any, most injuries occur in the home. Well, that's where you are the most. Yes, it's true. Here's text says, I pulled my peck scratching my ass one time. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> that right now is the winner. Uh, hang on, let me go to, I have uh, Kate on the phone. Hi, Kate, good morning. Hey, guys, you rock. Thank you, Kate. What's going on? Um, so I used to get really, really, really bad sinus infections. Mm-hmm. And um, one time I was so clogged, I blew my nose really hard, and it ended up rupturing my eardrum and rupturing the sinus, so I had a black eye. Oh, and my God. Went, you ruptured your eardrum and gave yourself a black eye by blowing your nose? <laughs> Swear to God, yes. So I go to the doctor, and they take me in the side room, and they're like, do you feel safe at home? Are you sure you <gasps> Yeah, no, they have to because they, they want to make sure there's nothing like a domestic violence situation going on. But and I'm like, no, I know, I know, I blew my nose really hard. <laughs> wow, and it hurt. It I, hurt. You know, so, so when you blew out your eardrum, what happened? Did you? Was it? What was the experience like? It, it. I felt it pop, and then it just was like this ongoing aching pain. Okay. And nothing took it away. Like I had to go straight to the doctor. I knew I was messed up. All right. Yeah. And then, oh. then, and then a black guy too. Jesus. Yeah. And like yeah. so that whole domestic violence thing. So <laughs> my my sister in law went to tickle my brother, and my brother had just like a uh, a reaction. Like oh my right. god. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, hit the back of his head to her eye and gave her a gigantic black wow. eye. Right. So it's like, oh, how do you? Well, yeah, and you, and you show up at the hospital. You show up, well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, you know. You just OJ gotta, had a hell of a time. Saying, <laughs> her head fell off. You yeah. got to explain. She tickled me. She tickled me. <laughs> I cut my head back, and her head fell off. <laughs> and then the waiter's head fell off too. I got to go to this. I, got, I I have to hear this explanation. I'm going to go to John. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, John? Hey, I was, uh, my wife just had left for work, and I was coming down the steps. Uh, about 7 o'clock in the morning, just like you were doing. Yep. I had in my hand my uh, daughter. She was in a, uh, uh, you know, the uh, car seat. Okay. So about four steps up, I slip, go straight on my back, hit the uh, steps, railing. My daughter bounces out of the, she's four months old, oh bounces God. out of the uh, car seat, flies over the railing, onto the floor, 
And I go all the way down the steps. Oh, my back was killing me. Oh, my God. And I look over. My daughter's fine. She's just laying there looking at me. I guess they bounce. You know, they say babies bounce. Yeah. So I crawl over, get on the phone, call 911. Um, I'm laying there. The cops come busting in because they hear, uh, you know, uh, my story with the 911 line. And uh, ambulances end up, uh, police car ended up in my uh, uh, front lawn. And everything came uh, came into our house. So Lord Gwen, it was great. Montgomeryville was great, and uh, it was just a wild time. So you had you had police responding. You're you're sprawled on the floor because you're in such pain. The baby is fine, and so what, what did they break down the door? How did they get in? I had to uh, crawl and unlock the door. Oh, oh my, my god! god. When they came in, they found that she's fine, but she but she was uh, con- considering where she jumped. You know, went over. Yeah. Um, they considered like a trauma too, and they put her in the ambulance, took sure. her with her yeah. to Abington Hospital. And uh, they asked if I wanted to go, and I was just, no, I'll, I'll, I'll drive down, which was probably a mistake. But yeah. my coccyx, well, oh my God, my coccyx was so sore. Oh, man. Uh, and it gorged. She, they checked her all out, and she was fine. Wow. Uh, believe it or not, it was crazy. And how bad were you banged up? Oh, I, I, lived, I, was, I was bent over for about, I got to be a week. Yeah, that just sucks. Uh, yeah, and it, and, it's, and you're in your own home. You're simply going up the steps. It's just re- I was going down the steps. Oh, I going down the stairs down to get the formula, get everything ready because she's four months old, and, and my wife. Yeah, I'm at home by myself. But. You know where the most traumatic? I mean, obviously, Thanks, Sean. The bathroom is is. I think you you've reported on impression. The bathroom is traditionally the the, the injury. Prone room. That in the kitchen. Yeah. Because you yeah. can cut yourself right. uh, quite a bit in the kitchen. But it, it but it, it's just ridiculous. You're just doing, you're not doing anything risky at all. I'm walking! Yes. Uh, I'm going to go to Matt next. Hey, Matt, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, hey um, this is about two years ago. I'm 30 now. <laughs> I was stretching in bed. And I collapsed a lung. What? Oh, my God. Okay, take us <laughs> step by step through what you did. <laughs> Beginning okay, with the start of the stretch. I woke up. I stretched. I felt like a searing kind of like pull in my side, but it went away. I went through all all throughout the day. I, I did like three loads of laundry. Then I went to a block party. I didn't go to my doctor until later on that week. And he was like, you got to get into the emergency room right now. You have 100% collapsed lung. Whoa. You were functioning for a few days with a yeah. 100% collapsed lung. Matt, yep. <laughs> Matt, did they stick the tube in your side? Oh yeah! Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! That's a fear oh. of mine. Um, it, yeah, it's there's no uh, uh, there's no medication they can give you for that. Mm. <laughs> so how do they? Do, do, what does the does the uh, does the nurse come over and and blow it up through a straw or what happens? How do they reinflate? No, uh, what they do is they cut. Uh, they give you a local anesthetic. Uh, they they cut an incision, then they. Basically, it's this long, like, shank, like, tube. They just shove it into your side through the muscle between the ribs and everything. It relieves the pressure. Yeah. It's, it sounds like a relief. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, and then again, uh, last year it collapsed again, so they had to do the operation so it won't ever happen again. All right, so once you have a collapse, is it prone to recollapsing? Or obviously, in your case, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's more likely to happen the second time, but if that happens, they do a preventative surgery to stop it from ever happening. And the preventative surgery is the removal of both lungs, correct? (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Man, that, that's That'll never happen again. Stretching in bed and you collapse a lung. Usually you that's have to nasty. have a real trauma to collapse Thanks, a lung. And listen, if he would have, like, flown uh, with a collapse, that would have killed him. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yes. It can kill you. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thank Fun God fact. didn't. Thanks, man. Fun, Fun fact. fact. You fly? You fly, fly with a collapsed lung. You could die. Fun uh, fact. Let me go to, how about uh, Jeremy? Hey, Jeremy, good morning. Good morning, guys. How hey. are we? Good. What's up, buddy? All right. So uh, your Inner Barrow's Coolest Teacher Award winner from last year, um, yeah, he decided to ball tap me one time while I was taking a picture. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Mr. McLaughlin, when ball-tapping me, uh, ruptured all three of my butt muscles. What? what? Wait, Sorry, what? again, take us step-by-step yeah. step through yeah. from the beginning of the nut tap, uh, the ball tap, and, and uh, your subsequent pain. Right. So Mr. McLaughlin and his now wife had gone away on vacation, <laughs> got engaged, so we threw an impromptu engagement party. <laughs> and for him, cool Mr. McLaughlin. Oh, man. And, uh, really tearing into Mr. I gotta McLaughlin. stop saying his picture, name. Hang on. Yeah, during a picture, we were all posing for a picture. I had somebody, like, sitting on my knee. Like, like I was, like, kind of squatted. Right. And he decided to just whack right in the nuts. Oh. And and the motion, like, the, oh, and, you know, you, like, crunch up. Right. Um, I thought someone kicked me in the ass. That's what I thought. Like, I felt like this like this boom in my butt uh-huh. and uh i woke up about four o'clock in the morning that my boxers didn't fit anymore i had so much swelling you were, um, i ripped all three muscles There's oh my God. so yes from, so from the, the the trauma you get tapped in the in the nuts and his reaction you, you you contract your glute muscles so quickly and so uh profoundly that the three muscles tore, tore right then and there uh, Hundred percent, and then wow. I had from that, I had a, a hematoma, which is like a collection of blood yeah. in my butt cheek. That was uh, it was a six by nine by eleven centimeters. It was about the size of a TV room, like a small TV remote. All from a my... ball tap. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus. So, uh, you know, to this day, I get you know a bunch of call me half ass. That's my nickname. <laughs> half ass. <laughs> so wait a minute, what's what's uh, recovery yeah. like from that, Jeremy? Did they have to do any surgery or anything? So, no, so I, I was lucky. I got in and I saw some uh, saw uh, the sports med doc down at Penn, and they uh, basically I was out of work for like six weeks. I could I was on crutches for the first three, and then as the muscle reattack, like you know, healed up and, and stuff like that, uh, I got back to doing you know normal things over you know over time. Oh, it was miserable though. I, the worst part about it is I had to let my wife drive everywhere, and I swear she just aimed for like every single freaking pothole. Six weeks. Like, Oh my Dead God! Oh, yeah, miserable. Was, yeah, was, couldn't lift my leg. Couldn't put underwear on. Oh, it was it was bad. Was was so, Mr. Yeah, McLaughlin uh, apologetic? And was he? Was oh, he... I owe him. I owe him still to this day. I never let him. That was four well, years ago. <laughs> which, would you feel better if we got that mug back from him? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, he's probably, he, normally he'd be listening, but you know because he's a teacher, and yeah, yeah. He don't work in the summer, mm-hmm. so he'll be asleep till like ten a.m. So when he pot when he streams this later on, off to have him, you know. <laughs> well. Jeremy, after Mr. McLaughlin won uh, the teacher, the coolest teacher. What was that? Oh, go uh, ahead. Somebody self. Uh, uh, after he won that, how long have you been waiting to tell this story on our show? Oh, yeah, uh, forever. Especially when, once he won, I'm like, son of a gun, man, this guy. <laughs> you don't know. This guy, though. You know, you know, and like I said, hey, you know, you get ball tapped, you tear an ass. What can I say? <laughs> I have ne- I've never heard that old saying. <laughs> Tap a nut, well, rip your ass. Wow. All right. Thank you so much wow. for sharing there, Jeremy. I had no idea right. that you could, you. Your, your ass, your glutes could convulse that quickly. Ball taps aren't cool. 
No. No. They I, were you know, for a I'm, while. I, I'm they were all, other age. Nah, I'm all right with like you know cheese curl or uh-huh. something like that. But you get into that territory, you're you're flirting with really maybe hurting well, somebody pretty bad, as evidenced by this, but also yeah. by the fact that you get you get a solid ball tap, it can make you vomit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could you could like rupture a nut, At, and that's not rupture cool. a nut. Yeah. <laughs> Busted. I think ball taps are fine, but you know, you, not a ball hit. A ball tap. It's just something that. Just... But the thing is, you might be you. They might be moving forward as you're doing the tap, and the timing is just wrong. No, boom, man. You can it can it can go bad. You and want that? Hey, hey, you stop that. Becomes. <laughs> it can get uh, pretty ugly pretty quick. All right, there are other calls, but nothing's going to match that. So nope. I'm going I'm to wrap that. We, up. we had uh, we had a lung deflate while stretching and an ass cheeks rip from a nut tap. Yeah, how do you beat that? Well, I it's just I'm so pissed at this that I just I fell. I was just walking down the steps. I had the whole day ahead of me. Oh man, I was all set. I had my da, plans, da, da, da. and and I'm all set to go. I'm walking on. <laughs> I'm already up early in the morning. I'm going to go out and hit some golf balls. Continue to sharpen my game up. Ready for this golf trip. Yeah. I'm taken boom and i mess up my hand and that's a, the first thing i think of is oh my god weeks of of my game hey. <laughs> that's it your whole day run now on the plus side i did sit on the couch all day and watch the British Open. So there you go. It's, it's on because of the time difference. Yeah. It was on early in the morning, so I got to see all of the third round because I didn't do anything that day. Oh my God, what an idiot, man! And you'd feel like such a moron when you do something like that. But well, you've just heard there are uh, yeah. all sorts of comparable, if not um, even more bizarre stories out there. Yep. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. G3 Assistance through Virginia's community colleges is your pathway to a new future. Helping those who qualify pay for school and train for the right career. Right where you are, right now. Get a skill. Get a job. Get ahead. You can learn more at vccs.edu forward slash G3. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. It's brought to you by Horizon's Complete Multipoint AC Tune-Up. It's just $59, plus book a fall heating tune-up for just $39. Visit horizonservices.com today. Now, listen, I looked this is up from, from a fairly reputable source, so whether you want to believe it or not, it's up to you. A 63-year-old woman came, quote, pregnant with 12 baby squid. I want to believe it. After eating calamari, according to a claim in a biotech report. It's all true. I believe it. The real-life octomom from South Korea was eating a portion of cooked whole squid when she felt a sharp pain in her mouth. The bizarre claim has been made in a scientific paper from the National Center for Biotechnology Information in Bethesda, Maryland. So I don't know if you can look this up on Snopes to see if it's true or not. But Check anyhow. it. You know what? Don't. I don't want to okay. know if it's not accurate. The lady told doctors that she could feel something in her mouth, which they described as bug-like organisms. So, when, uh... when examined, the doctors found baby cephalopods attached to her mouth. 
These are small pods covered in a cement-like material to make them stick. Inside the pods is an ejaculatory apparatus (laughs) and squid sperm. Uh, After the victim of the attack was hospitalized... Doctors removed the baby cephalopods from her gums, tongue, and cheek, and it was only then that the pods were formally identified as squid spermatophores. Spermatozoa? Nope. uh, Spermatophores. What's a spermatophore? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) We're getting a lady pregnant. We're getting a Korean lady pregnant. So how did it end up in a hoo-hoo? She ate. No, it didn't end up in her hoo-hoo. Well, These that's not a real birth. Yeah, oh, come on. No, it's a, it's a, in quotations, pregnant, okay? I should have done the, you, you the, the do gesture. That. I'm sorry. I expected morning sickness yeah, and try yeah, to figure yeah. out what color to paint the nursery. Yeah. No, but there's... come up with all the names? There's squid sperm in her mouth. Yeah. And, you know, I that's pretty nasty. I knew slutty girls. The... The center's paper says she did not swallow the portion, but spat it out immediately. Oh, she complained what? of a <laughs> of a prickling and a foreign body sensation in the oral cavity. Twelve small white spindle shaped bud like organisms stuck in the mucous membrane of the tongue, cheek, and gingiva, which are the gums. Yeah, then there was the Marianva. <laughs> were completely removed along with the affected mucosa. So, okay. Wow. All right. Well, that it, it's still a, an amazing story. On the I basis, would have preferred a her with a stroller and 12 squid. On the basis of their morphology and the presence of the sperm bag, uh, the foreign bodies were... <laughs> oh, Kathy, I, they're beautiful. ...were identified as Coach squid, makes them. Uh, spermatophores. What's a spermatophore? <laughs> so... Sperm, spermatophores. This is an amazing story. A lot of words that we don't understand what they mean. But yeah. so these things had adhered to the inside of okay. her mouth. Do you want me to read this description? A spermatophore yeah. is similar. It says to a cup of semen. Okay. Oh. So it's like uh, it's like a cup of yeah, yeah, a cup of semen. All right. Is it? Um... Do you have any other stories? <laughs> I have lots of stories. <laughs> okay. All right. But that's the one I was telling you guys about earlier that I thought was a bit of a home run. That so. is a home run. You were right. Okay. I did want a little nursery though. <laughs> nope. Not that kind of pregnancy. They get fussy. <laughs> a unique yet indiscreet shoplifting scheme backfired on a woman, according to police, as she was busted while wheeling. An entire jewelry display case out of Kmart, <laughs> thwarting her attempt to steal nine thousand dollars worth of wow. earrings. So the in, not just a, a little part of it, the entire display case. She was going for it. So was it uh, was it already on wheels? Obviously, we assume. Well, no. A, uh, a loss prevention officer at the store allegedly observed a female with wire cutters in the jewelry section. Uh, the suspect later identified as Quashanda J. Wolf. Quashanda J. Wolf. Reportedly cut a security cable that was attached to a computer top display case. A uh, countertop display case, sorry. And a uh, police report says it contained 37 uh, separate pair of earrings uh, valued at $250 a piece. She then loaded the approximately three feet tall glass container into her shopping cart. When you end up with the name Quashanda, do we think Quashanda is a, a de- derived from other names or just something that sounded cool? Oh, I have no idea. Uh-huh. Quashanda. Anyhow, and she proceeded to wheel it out of the front door. She was abruptly stopped in the breezeway and escorted to an office with police called to respond to the scene. Quashanda, get out of the breezeway. Wolf was uh, arrested and charged with theft. A review of surveillance footage reportedly revealed that prior to the uh, to taking the case, Wolf had cut the security wire of another countertop jewelry display 
Uh, she did not attempt to take that one. After being transported to jail, she allegedly remail, reve, uh, revealed her motive, which was she swiped goods so she could, quote, buy stuff for her child. <laughs> okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Case, this one's for you. Two men happened by a beach in Newfoundland where a beached shark was choking on a large piece of moose. A large piece of moose? Whoa. That's what I said. They immediately performed an improvised shark CPR Why? and dislodged the meat from the shark's throat. Then they managed to haul the animal back into the water as a crowd of onlookers cheered. It began to breathe after about 30 minutes, and the shark was able to swim away. Do they have sea moose there? So they uh, they managed to uh, to save the, the, uh, the shark. Moose are quite uh, adept in the water. I was going to say, was it swimming? I would imagine, yeah. unless it was just sunning itself and the shark came out of the water. You know, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, th- that's nature, you know, and... Uh, you, you lost. You, you, yeah, you lost. Yeah. You, you choked. You, you <laughs> bit off more than you could chew there, shark. You're yeah. going to die as a result. Uh, I don't see people trying to help the gazelle over in the uh, Serengeti. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do, though, don't they? <laughs> no, they're on their own, man. They're in the Serengeti. <laughs> Am I speaking your language? <laughs> Shark people? I did try to intervene one time. I saw a bunny getting eaten by a hawk, and I ran after it. <laughs> it, 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 it didn't end well, did it? <laughs> no, well, I was like, ah! And then I felt bad because I got over to the bunny rabbit. The hawk flew away. The rabbit was dead. I was like, well, there you go. I'm I like, just ruined a meal. I, I just ruined a meal. I'm like, you're dead anyway. <laughs> Chances <laughs> are the, the, the hawk came back for the little bunny rabbit. But... I think so. A little later on. Uh, this is uh, I kind of I'm look we're looking at a picture of the shark case I might I think I might side with you on this one it's huge Serengeti <laughs> know what I'm saying uh, a man in Australia found a di- I want to hear that again I want to hear that part again yeah it's a good little diatribe a man in Australia found a diamond python and a box of cornflakes on his counter yeah. He was going to prepare himself an afternoon snack when he noticed a snake curled up inside the box. There's no snake in this. He phoned animal services, and the snake was safely removed and brought to a nearby brush. And I, I have no idea how it ended up there. There's nothing in the story about that. But a, uh, a python ended up in this guy's uh, cereal in Australia, by the way. Of course. Ta-da. Did the box say now with pythons? Not, not that I know of. Maybe it's... I wouldn't doubt it in Australia. All right, we'll just... Uh, We'll wrap it up right there. there Deadliest place on earth. That is what I have for you in the bizarre file. We're going to take a break. Stay right there. Ninety-three-three WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Imagine a world without cancer. Help make it a reality. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, September nineteenth, for the 49th annual American Cancer Society Bikeathon. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge, and there are multiple starting points in New Jersey. Each Team WMMR rider gets an official team T-shirt. Registration and complete. Details at WMMR.com. The ACS Bikeathon. Another way 933 WMMR is putting Philly first. 
The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And the trash is brought to you by Rita's Water Ice. The five-layer gelati is back for a limited time at Rita's with an extra layer of creamy frozen custard. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the refreshing Italian ice. The five-layer gelati. More layers, more happiness, more yum. Let's get some stories. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, a stomach virus forcing Scarlett Johansson to skip the Santa Barbara Film Festival, where she won the Best Actress Award for Marriage Story. Johansson sent a video explaining that her diarrhea was so bad, fecal pulp had sprayed up her toilet seat and all over a crocheted tissue box. Wow. Hey! I don't know if they needed to know that. 38-year-old Paris Hilton revealing that she has been playing a character for years and is now ready to reveal who she really is. Hilton says that despite what her finely honed character would suggest, she's actually a stupid rich whore. (laughs) (gasps) Yeah, that's what she's claiming. It's a character she's been playing. And finally, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle will no longer have their royal titles now that they are both becoming private citizens. As such, both Harry and Meghan will no longer be able to order beheadings and must now settle for purple nurples. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood dream. This is kind of interesting. There is a new wooden statue that was erected in the small British Columbia town of John Rambo, where First Blood was shot. I saw it. Yeah. it's It looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the majority of First Blood shot in and around Hope, British Columbia. It's termites are eating my balls. The town has uh, served as a tourist attraction for fans of the franchise over the past few decades. I'm surprised they let him hold a... Uh... Uh, a machine gun. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he's holding the the fifty cal yeah. with the uh, the the ammunition belt wrapped around his uh, his chest. He kind of uh, looks like Cher. Hope. <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs> uh, they did kind of widen his face just a tiny, just bit. a bit. They yeah. made it so they they uh, actually this company that I get uh, stuff from. There's two companies: Hot Toys and Sideshow Collectibles. They have a Rambo. Figure that looks great. I, I, Rambo's all the rage again. Yeah, I, I said all the rage again. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember Rambo looking like this in that first Blood movie. No, he looks like this in the uh, second and yeah. third First Blood Part uh, Two. Well, at the end of the at the movie, he's using a fifty caliber machine gun. He's got at like a wife beater on. At though. the end of First Blood, I, you I you know I, I I don't remember him having the bullets around his uh, no, chest. This isn't from First Blood, but he no. is wearing his his. Uh, as usual, uh, yoga pants. <laughs> I, I, Steve, I watched uh, look it up. Last Blood again. Uh, I saw it in the theater, and then uh, I, I just watched it on like Amazon Prime the other day. Listen, the the first part of the movie does not need to exist. What they really could have done is just did a scroll like in Star Wars yeah. and said, "Here's what happened, Every- and this is why the guys are coming to his ranch." So here's an interesting <laughs> thing. There's actually a director's cut or whatever. They have a, extra footage. That I think will flesh it out. You okay. know, I love Rambo. I thought I thought Rambo, the one just before this last one, yeah. was great. Yep. And this one, uh, Preston, it was like a, like a shorthand. They almost went to to the Rambo store uh-huh. and put Rambo <laughs> things in, right in yeah. the cart that you need in a Rambo but movie. But dude, the the climax of the movie. I uh, mean, he I just kills, crushes people, and that's what you're there for. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's so, all I wanted. So in the movie poster. You're right, Steve. He was wearing a wife beater. Yeah. But he did have the, he has the bullets over his chest. He does. And okay. In the machine. Bullets, and I got it. I got <laughs> under boob. Yes. Do you have, do you have your mask? You got your wallet? Mask, you got wallet, keys. keys? I got this. I got my uh, blockbuster card. Okay. In case I want to rent a movie. Godzilla's over! 
It's over. Yeah. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, everything's on uh, Blu-ray now. Oh, okay, so Blockbuster's <laughs> over. Nothing's over! Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I went to my Sun Coast video. It was over! Uh, so Hope British... That's Colum- why I used to get my concert tickets. <laughs> Sometimes. And I got to see White Snake. <laughs> Hope British Columbia continues to offer self-guided Rambo tours. Thank you for taking the Rambo self-guided tour. That uh, are you our guide on the self-guided? Yeah, you tour? hold one of those things up to your ear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, oh, he's the uh, he does the narration. This okay, the statue is by Rodin, which is a large pterodactyl. <laughs> I love the way Rambo says his elf. La la palooza. How does he say his L? Like that. L. Like. Uh, so. I'm going to my lolly later. <laughs> uh, erected on August 14th, uh, fans can now check out the large wooden statue bearing the likeness of John Rambo himself. There's a huge colony of lanternflies in my butthole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's made of wood. Uh, sculpted by artist Ryan uh, Villiers, uh, the statue was given the green light by Sylvester Stallone before it was erected. And uh, according to the city council councilman that uh, I guess spoke about it, said Sylvester saw the statue before it went up and was quite pleased with it. He's um, great. I mean, uh, again, one of our absolute dream interviews would be Stallone on the show. But you, you look at the, if you look at his social media, he's such a likable... He's, he's a self-deprecating guy, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, didn't we talk to him ages ago when he was at the... When he yeah. was at the Eagles game, I we think it was on the phone. It wasn't. He wasn't in the studio. We had Frank in the studio. Frank was great too. <laughs> Frank was awesome. Yeah. Frank. Frank hangs out with them all the time. Uh, the locals are happy with the Rambo statue as well. The president, James Mel, referred to uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, the local First Blood production as "quote the one trademark outstanding thing that has happened in Hope." <laughs> wow! This is all we're good for, people of Hope. This is all we're ever going to have. Yeah. It's not going to get any better. We're boring, horrible people. And in fact, the town is known, well, not the town isn't known, but, you know, that's uh, for the bad way they treated this guy. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, the sheriff. Um, By the way, we have different uh, vantage points of said uh, statue, and it does look like he is wearing a shirt in the other pictures. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. In this one. It's just so sweaty. It's clinging to my body. That's kind of what it was. In the other one, he I put it, a lot of cocoa butter on it. He looked like it was shirtless, and it sticks to you underneath. It sticks to me, and it looks like my skin. The cocoa butter. You can't see my nips. Uh, <laughs> First Blood was based on the novel of the same name by David uh, Morell with some uh, creative input. From Stallone, because in the book, he he, he dies. Well, he does. He dies. Yeah. And then he also, uh, in the original script for the movie, um, he, he was more like a, a trippy sort of, um, like Jim Morrison kind of guy who is really? like, like uh, oh, more like Billy Jack Preston. Okay. More like Billy Jack. So, more spiritual. Uh, and he was talking a lot. And it was Stallone's call. I was reading about the, the making of the movie. Stallone said, let me let you know how i'm feeling through action and 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 don't you know don't muck it up with a, with a voiceover narration right let you try to figure out what i'm about and what the impetus for what i'm doing and he made the exact right call because that narration i think would have made it 
Yeah. You know. Yeah, and in fact, well, it, listen, you're talking about a, a, a Vietnam veteran, and... Uh, I'm very upset now. <laughs> I think I'm going to go blow up the town. You all in? <laughs> it was, he was a Vietnam veteran, and... Uh, all just back from Vietnam. All his friends had died, and obviously... All friends died. He had been through a lot of trauma, and... Uh, and so he was very sullen and, and quiet. Morose. And morose. Thank yes. you. Better word. Taciturn. Melancholy? Melancholy. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a dog. Yes. Well, and then you can also have melons. Yes, those two. <laughs> Be melons to my collie. Melancholy. Melancholy. Uh, Locomotive. <laughs> now you're just saying words. Words with L. Yeah. Hey, what kind of uh, yoga pants are you wearing there? Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite concert that Barry Farrell used to put on? <laughs> uh, for many fans, the movie is still considered to be among... Maybe he's sticky. <laughs> <laughs> favorite 80s sitcom that's set uh, in Milwaukee? Uh, Laverne and Church. <laughs> Uh, all right. Any, any other L words? Right. Here we go. Quickly think about it. The L word. Yeah, it was a TV, that was a TV series. show. Yeah, right. <laughs> like to have lunch under lady parts. <laughs> uh, uh, so, following the success of First Blood, Stallone would continue to reprise the role of John Rambo. The end of the <laughs> Several sequels. That was a Sid and Marty Croft show. Yeah, like and Lidsville. And Lidsville was too. <laughs> Very good. Rambo. All right, let me. I was reading when you speak. when you guys were talking about the movies. So I was I was going through this when I was going what I was going to get to next. Were you talking about Last Blood? Yeah. And and what was your take on it? The, the, we both agree the action is the action is everything Less. in the movie. There is there is a setup that gives you no, you don't care about this. He has a relationship with a woman. Uh, there's like a, a an old mother, and then there's a young girl that is sort of um, has, has sort of adopted him as sort of a father figure, and he's living on this ranch. And uh, not to give too much away, but stuff happens quickly, and and there's it's bereft of emotional ties. Okay. But they make the bad guys like extra bad, there's, right? And then they oh. they go ape s yeah over just a slight encounter, yeah. Right. But when they when so Rambo Rambo fies the ranch that he's living on, and there's tons of of uh, tunnels, and all that stuff is well worth watching. But to me, the way he was in Rambo, he was this. Grizzled. I'm done with life. I'm sick of this crap. He's running uh, this boat, and like when when the um, the the the, uh, the religious um, uh, the group is going, they're going and they're minister yeah. to the yeah. people. And he says, you know, you you know, he says, you, you're going to get killed, you yeah. know. And he's trying, you're going to get, you it's going to be you losers. <laughs> um, and they like he says, you know, they're going to rape her and cut her head. He's, yeah, all these, yeah. he's trying to show how brutal these pirates are going to be. And uh, that's a cool part. That's what this one misses. Okay. Favorite by the way, Ricky Martin song, Rambo. Living to be the local. By the way, uh, Stallone has since teased reprising the role in another sequel. Really? Suggesting that it would be likely to be set on an Indian reservation. 
like Billy Jack. I'll tell you. I'll yeah. tell you. Um, the Lennon people. <laughs> See, here's the deal. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't write the last one. Yeah. Oh, uh, I didn't, and I didn't direct it. Uh, However, I did write and directed. The last Rambo, the movie Rambo. Okay. I think that's really the key. He understands the character better than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a statue. If you yeah. want to go check it out, it's in Hope, British Columbia. What country was he in in, in that Rambo movie, the third one? Or the, actually, technically, the fourth one. Yeah. So the third he, one, he was in the Middle East. Was it, he in Laos? He was in Laos. Yeah, no. No. It was uh, La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a wonderful music. <laughs> City of Stars. <laughs> I like your stars. <laughs> you got lots of stars. <laughs> Figuratively and literally. What? <laughs> because you're known for celebrities, which we call stars, but also there's stars up in the sky. Right. Literally. <laughs> do we have that? Of course we do. Uh, dun, 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 dun. No, we have City of Stars. <laughs> my, my lip is a little uh, low on this thing. <laughs> wow. That's another L one. I had no idea that. I love this movie. movie. I love this movie. I watch it every single time it's on. Oh my God. I don't even like musicals. I love this movie. You know what's really weird is uh, so Casey brought up the Rambo movie, which came out in 2008. So I I pulled up the IMDb. On the right side of the screen is a screenshot of Ryan Gosling before they were famous. It's just complete coincidence. And we're talking about Lala. Ryan Gosling? Gosling. 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 Which is a young goose. (laughs) Goose. A Gosling. Oh, a Gosling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait, he wasn't in <laughs> Top Gun. He wasn't in Top Gun. No, no, he, he's dead. Yeah, but maybe they maybe they're doing flashbacks in the in the upcoming Top Gun movie. When is that coming out? That's I don't know. that was were... supposed to be now, and and uh, this time of the summer, and so that got complete. But Maverick, right, is what it's called. Top Maverick. Gun Maverick, and they yeah. they were showing scenes from the new Mission Impossible, which they're filming. They're, again, they have another incredible Tom Cruise stunt. At the beginning of that. It got uh, Top Gun. Steve is pushed all the way back to 2021. You know, I'm actually going to go on a movie date with Dr. Mike to see the... Uh, uh, we've, we've made the commitment. Okay. Can I be the middle of the uh, Eiffel Tower in that Sure. One? Okay, yeah. cool. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and we have uh, Bizarre File stories on the way, so make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.